Welcome to Achievement Hunting 101 Welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. This is the big triple digit episode. This is level 100. <laughs> what was that sound? <laughs> was that like celebration noises or a, a duck getting killed? I'm super happy that we're on episode oh. 100, Al. Cheering. Uh, <laughs> we gotta, someone let Corey get to the balloons. That's, oh, just, that, that's just Corey's normal voice. I, I don't hear what you're hearing. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's my impersonation of Corey. Hey, Al. That seems legit. It's very true. Very true. Oh, man. It's 100 freaking episodes. This is crazy. We have done this quite a while now. Uh, this isn't actually going to be like a big special episode like most people would think it would be. We're actually going to do that next week on episode, you know, 101 because that fits the name a little bit better. Get it? 101. Uh, for that, we'll be streaming. We're going to do a big stream, live stream again. Everyone's going to join. So be on the lookout for that. It'll be on Twitch, Mixer, Cry Emoji, and YouTube. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that. We'll post on Discord and all that kind of good stuff. But let's, get it, let's kick it into the show because that way we don't get yelled at. Nate, how's your week been? What you been up to? Oh, my week's been good. I've just been playing some games. Been playing some Lego for Lego competition and introducing my daughter some Harry Potter while I'm at it. So that that all's been good. But uh Did you give her her when, controller yet? No, that just came in the mail today and she will get her birthday controller on her birthday if I can hold out. And I'm now she can't listen sick. to this episode. Thanks a yeah, lot. Now she can't listen to this episode. So no cussing. Well, I guess we can cuss now. Future Kenny and censor that. <laughs> so yeah, she'll get that on her birthday. But uh, when I've had game time to myself, I've been playing Oliver's Adventures in the Fairyland. Now. Wow. Uh, <laughs> That's a title. This is a Metroidvania. You might be surprised to know, to find out. And uh, it was on sale last week. Um, so that kind of brought it to my attention. And so I played that and uh, got it done in, oh, I don't know, about an hour, maybe two hours max. I played it naturally um, and naturally found it to huh? be. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, like, just booted it up and played it, huh? No. No other yeah. settings nope, changed. Just, nope. I booted it up and played it, and I was kind of liking the music, and I was playing the game kind of straight through, and I was getting flashbacks of, um, was it, Sword Quest, and um, the like. The jumping wasn't great, and Jack I Quest. did like the music. Yeah, I think, yeah, Jack Quest, I think. Sounds about right. Um, and... Like I said, I like the music, but the jumping just felt off and um, kind of cheap. There were some cheap sections. And I was just like, oh, it's not great. And I got really close to the first boss and then um, had to get sit down for dinner. So came back after dinner uh, and then <coughs> I was like, oh, you know, let me let me check this out. And I saw that uh, Sasha Morning wrote basically a walkthrough and, and put it in a solution, uh, you know, just for one of the achievements. But he basically had the entire walkthrough there 
And I was like, oh, look at that. I was like, oh, there's a God mode. <laughs> so, yeah. No, boy. I'm going to try that. There <laughs> because there was, there's some really annoying jumping sections that were very cheap uh, in terms of like floating blocks with like your floaty jumping. And then there's spears that are just, you know, the timing of them just feels really cheap. And um, the like uh, the restart points, uh, the checkpoints were like too far back. Like they're like two rooms back or something like that. And you have to keep traversing if you fail. And I was just getting a little bit tired of it. And I got to some other rooms that were like way worse uh, with like lava and just, you know, at the time that the platforms start, they don't always have a cycle that would allow you to make it through that platforming puzzle. You have to wait for the correct cycle to start in order to make it through the puzzle. So once I saw the God mode, I was like, yeah, I'll try that. And then once I was, once I, uh, once I, you know, took the plastic off God mode, uh, it didn't go back on. Uh, and I just, I knocked out the game at that point. So about two hours, um, ish at the max. Uh, and it, it wasn't bad, but, uh, yeah, I, I never need to play that again. Was there a su- <laughs> surprise ending or anything like that? Because I was I'm trying to remember the ending. Oh, uh, I was just wondering if there was, an, <laughs> I was just wondering if there was an Oliver twist. No, no, uh, no, no, no great big twist. Actually, I think the biggest surprise uh, is that it fades to black. I ah, think. like Sopranos. Yeah, it just kind of ends. Oops. One of the features of God mode is that you just don't give a damn anymore. So all story goes out the window. Any game, no matter what. Pretty much does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I w- there wasn't a whole lot of good story to this game anyway. But just looking at the screen screenshots, I can see why I don't remember it. Yeah, it, it's very quick and um, wasn't that painful once, like I said, once God mode was on. Uh, but and it was a Vayner, so. The only re- two reasons you play this game. Vayner, easy one, easy completion. Yeah, pretty much. And pretty double much. and jump. Yeah, I was hoping for good gameplay. It just, it just wasn't really there. wasn't there. Aww. Nope. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's much. It doesn't look like it'd be terrible. But it also doesn't look like it'd be like good. Yeah, there's and nothing special f- about it that sticks out. I mean, it's yeah, it's very mediocre. I can see that. Yeah, and to be fair, it wasn't that expensive. It, you know, even not on sale. So, uh, I would say definitely wait for another sale. But if not, it's not going to hurt you too much. Do you play anything, Corey? Oh, I'm glad that you asked. I actually played a game. Uh, by playing, I mean I turned it on, and then I happened to notice. Similar to you, in a TA URL, that there's an entire walkthrough in one place. And that would happen to be Endless Legends Win 10. And the place I'm talking about would be the forum uh, for that game. And the walkthrough is published by none other than Planting42. Now, this is a terrible... I'm not going to say terrible. I don't know what this game is about. I heard it's like Age of Empires. I don't know. I just got the completion. Don't ask me any questions. <laughs> but there's oh two keywords to this game, and that is console commands. You uh, simply <sighs> uh, load up the game on your Win 10 device. It has uh, 71 achievements, so there's a lot of achievements in it. It's an E game. Dang. If you, if you want to bank that E letter until it gets... Re- that remove from Game Pass uh, thing that you got that going for you, but with the console commands <laughs> and not really playing any of the game, you could probably get this done in definitely under an hour. 
the worst part about the console commands are that you have to actually write or type most of it out. Um, if you have played <laughs> Fallout 3 PC, uh, you know that there's a lot of unlock achievement one, you just unlock achievement two. Uh, it's similar to that. You do everything like slash achievements set, and then uh, the guy tells you all of this. And some of them you just type in what it says, unlocks achievement. Then there's a second set of commands that uh, you just add that same end piece to it, and then you have to actually end your turn. So I had to go through a few games uh, to get those to pop, but everything popped as expected, and I got my completion out of the way. And I can uh, tell you that... Uh, good I job, have, Corey. Thank you. I have uh, 15 friends now who have completed that game as well. So uh, kudos to those guys for getting it we done sh- early. We should put bring them all on and do a game club about it. You know what? I would love <laughs> to do that, and we just couldn't get our schedules to match this week. Real, real tough. Uh, so this game, I actually was looking at this the other day. I think maybe it's because it just went to Game Pass or something like that. I forget why I was looking at it. But it's a turn-based strategy game. It kind of looks like a Civ Rev of sorts, Civilization Revolution. This was like one of those things. It's like, I kind of wanted to play this. This looks really good. Guess or, what? Guess I, what? Not necessarily good, but at least this is up my alley. You can still play this. And I am. And it teaches you to type. And I'm probably going to get the achievements in under an hour. Mavis Beacon's Endless Legend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this will probably be one I wind up doing the console commands for real soon. Yeah, the fun part about it was I knew that... Or save it for a contest. I knew that console commands were a part of it for like a month or so now, but they haven't really gone mainstream. There was an unobtainable... Um, and I guess planting, I don't know if they updated the game or planting finally cracked it. Uh, but, uh, as soon as he did that, he was the first to complete it. And he published this, uh, forum post that contains all of these wonderful commands. And, um, it, it's a little different from maybe like surviving Mars is one command, uh, and fallout three PC is one command per achievement. This one uh, you start the game, you hit enter, and you get your chat box, and you press your command key. There's no copy and paste, uh, but there is a shortcut. If you were to click the up button, the up arrow on your keyboard, it will put in the last uh, command that you typed, similar to any kind of console if you're into programming. And you can just change the the secondary part that you need. That kind of saves some time, but just a fair warning to those looking to do it. But yeah, it is relatively so it. new to Game Pass. It came out, uh, it just actually released, not just Game Pass, but just released in May uh, May of this year. That's probably why I was looking at it. So this is probably, doing a console commands on this is, is a little bit more to like ARC in that case then? Um, I would say it's less yeah. involved than ARC. Because even with ARC, you had to run around and do stuff and you know explore all the map. This was basically... ARC. Yeah, this one, everything is doable from the console. Um, gotcha. I think when I got to the, the guide or the solution, uh, planting had figured out even more. And it, I basically just sat, went straight down it, and everything popped. He had one or two questions about, hey, you know, if can anybody test this? So that's really why I did it, just to help test. Um, For science. And You're such a saint. 
and discovered that the uh, kill so many units popped the first level, which is a thousand and ten thousand. So you just go straight to ten thousand and it pops both. And then there was another thing for uh, the, I guess, the epilogue completion. He had a question. He was, uh, you know, trying some commands to set stats, and apparently that was what popped the epilogue. It was a stat, not an achievement command. Um, and so I confirmed that for him. And um, yeah, so when it comes to console so, commands, cool. I now have three ratings. Like if if I were to have a scale of console command did games they give you achievements you have <laughs> at the very low end surviving mars that is the least amount of work that you could possibly do for completion next you have endless legend it's going to take you a little bit of time you have to do each achievement by hand but you don't have to play the game essentially and then you have subnautica where you it's going to take you a few hours you have to get through the game technically using console commands but you do have to do some things on your controller, very basic things that you can almost, it's very hard to mess up. Uh, so this one fits right in the middle. Um, you just are need... Are you telling me... Are you <laughs> yeah. telling me that Surviving Mars was console commands? It was. Does Behind that count the as... scenes. So those plugins were actually yeah, I guess performing console commands. They weren't just performing calls to uh, oh, hooks wait. that oh, were wait. in the code. I, I was thinking Subnautica, Surviving Mars. Technically, those were not console commands. You're correct. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think. See, yeah, you didn't even do anything. You just had to activate. Yeah, you just downloaded two mods. Well, I mean, you know, you had to search. You had to find the right plugin. You had to load both of them, and and yeah, and then you got to yeah, create the stack. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that the one's a little box. iffy on console commands, but it is at the bottom of the ring. This one would be in the middle between that and Subnautica, as far as actual interaction with the game see i've never done any of these i i really have no interest in just sitting down and do this doing these outside of like a contest maybe the only ones i've done is surviving mars and i've done both of those and that's because it was literally literally two minutes worth of work because i didn't actually have to sit there and type anything out so it's like sure i can i can spend two minutes and do this to help me with my leaderboard achievements yep yeah i did it um watching show on Netflix and knocked most of it out. I, I actually saw the first draft of planting's post and uh, I was going to let him figure it out while I slept. And uh, first thing in the morning, I knocked it out. So it's an easy one for you to uh, decide if you want to put on your tag or not. I was about to go to bed and I walked by and I saw it on discord and I was like, huh, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, and I, and I was like, I just knocked it out and I went to bed at like, three in the morning or whatever I, it was. I almost got out of bed after he <laughs> pinged me and said, Oh, I, I have the code. I, it's, this is up. And I was like, Oh, I could be a top 10 finisher, but can't do it. So I think I ended up in the top 30 <laughs> after sleeping and, you know, the, the UK got a hold of it and, and that kind of stuff. I think if Fufu actually goes and does this, he should actually play the game for five minutes and tell us what the game's like. <laughs> which he, he has to play he's obligated it is turn-based yeah it is turn-based honestly so. i i might be it's a strategy turn-based i love those genres and that, that's what's appealing about doing this for me is the fact of i want i like those genres i want those leaderboards so this is an easy 1k and it bumps me up that much farther well i'll add this planting in his post not only gave us the commands for the achievement so you don't have to play it he also gave 
helpful commands if you do want to play it where you don't have to worry about things like resources and whatever else the game has to offer. <laughs> so a god mode. Well, I mean, you, yeah. Now, did he also <laughs> write and sign a note saying that it was okay to do this? Or like a teacher's pass? Do we get like a hall pass on this? Or If he does Ooh. it, we're clear. God? <laughs> Planting. Oh, I thought you were asking if God gave permission to use his mode. All right. No. I mean, planting. Oh, there was no God close. mode in this game. There's no God mode in this game that I'm aware of. I don't know. After I saw everyone doing it, I certainly said Jesus, but I don't know. That was dumb. <laughs> that was really bad. That's the idea. That's kind of what I do. Well, what else Kinda do you what do? I do. What else do I do? Yeah, that that didn't come out right. I <laughs> <laughs> came out weird. Man, Kenny, you were just all over the place. You didn't introduce us. I was going to ask how everyone's Father's Day was. You just kind of went right into things. We didn't talk about food and nothing. Just, just come on now. I wanted to like talk extra about food just to annoy people. We're straight to business here. Jeez, we, I got yelled at for not for not going straight into business. So, oh, all right. We don't mess around. Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> Are you going to introduce like me again? Time. For those of you who don't know these voices, I have with me Big L, Nate, and Corey. Hi. Hey, I have great Handsome eyes. Big L. Super handsome. It is almost four months since my last haircut. I am so handsome. My hair takes up the whole Skype screen. All three of them. How what games were you, you played a game? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you say? <laughs> How, what games have you been playing this week? Oh. I'm glad you asked. What food oh. have you been eating this week? <laughs> No, no food talk, no food talk. Have you had any donuts? I had a donut yesterday. I have. Kush only eats free donuts, from what I've been told. Pretty much. <laughs> My donut was free. <laughs> Calorie free. <laughs> I eat the middle of the donut. Those are munchkins. So, so Michelle and I have continued to play the easy Ratalika games and such in our quest to compete with Ahizo and Freaky Row. In which, in which we are competing to get the most achievements, the same achievements as our partner. Fun. So, so of course, <laughs> the first thing I see this morning is a Heizo doing uh, Endless Legend. <laughs> so, oh, of course. So I sent him a message uh, <laughs> trying to do a gentleman's agreement <laughs> to not do these 71 achievements. Michelle's not a gentleman, so we can still do them. But, um... Hopefully she's they not? don't do it. I don't know. No, she's not. I was told I'm not allowed to talk about this 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 game, so I'm gonna keep going and talk about my really skillful needed skill needed games that I'm gonna talk about <laughs> in the Rattleica catalog. Uh, first one yeah. I'm gonna talk about is Distraint. That was a a um, atmospheric horror-y point and click uh, takes a little over an hour with the guide that you want to use just so you get the missables but you should be playing for fun not a guide come on say it right but for fun and not achievements come on Corey, use the, the little toy that you just found <laughs> no the toy not that toy <laughs> 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 Play for fun and not for achievements. There you go. 
yeah, so what wound up happening is I wound up playing all of these rats that are, are long games. This is not what I signed up for. So the strain, you have to beat the whole game. And then I played another one of your favorite games, One Nightstand, right? That's how you say it? Mm-hmm. One Nightstand. One yeah. Nightstand. So <laughs> that would you call that a visual novel? Uh, it's a text no. adventure. I have no idea. I've never played it. It's a Vayner. You would love it. Uh, it it's it, kind of a point and click. I think it's more of a point and click. Yeah. Let's see what TA says. Because you, you have to point and click and click on hot spots in the room. Anyway, it's a game in which you yeah, you click on things and you go through dialogue choices. And one uh, quote-unquote game takes about five or six minutes. But to get all the achievements, you have to go through at like ten or so times. What does uh, it say? TA says it's a visual novel. What does TA know? <laughs> uh, yeah, so One Night Stand is another one that takes... Mm, I think the guide says zero to one hours, but it definitely took a good more than that. Maybe you need the guide better. I know. I need to guide better. You should have used a video guide. It would have been faster. I tend to not use them. That's why I said that. Maybe I should have. The other thing I've been trying to do is is play all the rats. So I put them all on my... Uh, I added them all to my collection to see what would come out for RTDL. Why would you do that to yourself? I have no idea. I did so, the same thing. So, of course, what wound up happening is I wound up getting uh, the hard ones, one more dungeon, <laughs> and uh, Devious Dungeon 2. So Devious Dungeon 2 is not hard, but it's it's definitely long for a rat. It's six to eight hours, I believe. But I had never played Devious Dungeon 1, so I started that one. So that's basically you go around dungeons. And you're you trying to follow the you, story and, there? And you earn money. <laughs> yeah, there are great <laughs> stories. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> so Devious Dungeon, you go around dungeons and you uh, kill stuff and then you earn money and then you buy uh, high, higher equipment. So it's kind of like a roguelite a little bit. They kind of reminded me of Bard's Gold a little bit. I don't know why. You get the gold get better weapons and you go in and then you eventually you'll beat the stages and then i played a game called random heroes which was great because i think it has like 36 achievements and that one it that one's pretty much uh, do you remember that dungeons yeah so pretty much this looks just like devious dungeons and it's sure enough it's made by the same people and it's got some of the same sprites it's got the same coins it's got the same hidden walls it's very similar. But I actually enjoyed my time with this game. Um, but it's it's one of those where you don't have to beat the whole game. It took me about an hour and a half. Um, do you remember playing it, Corey? I do. Mm-hmm. Now, when you unlocked heroes, do you, did you quit out and select any new heroes? Do you remember? I don't recall doing that at all. Yeah, it's kind of tricky because you can't do it from within the game, you have to quit out and like go to the main menu, and then you can select new heroes. And I'm glad I did that because some of the heroes have, um, they all have different abilities. So like one of them has more health, one of them has less health, and then has uh, higher strength. So I wound up using the character that had uh, strength times three, and then like two or three health. So I went through doing that. I th- had fun with that one. Does that actually make a difference in this game, or you, Absolutely. you do it just because? Yeah, each each enemy took less hits, but then I took less hits as well. Yeah, there's speed attributes. There's all different attributes of the of the heroes. You unlock all different heroes. 
Like a well, pi- like I only, a, like a I only ask that because a lot of these games are so easy. You don't actually need. You don't like, need to. But I said this game's called Random Heroes, and half of the achievements are for unlocking heroes. I said I'm going to play some of these different heroes, and so I did. Did you want to talk about some of the rats you played, Corey? Mm, I can name them all. Uh, I don't really have anything stick, that sticks out in particular. Um, I have not been able to play a lot the past week due to being on vacation. Took my Surface with me. I played Indivisible. How was vacation? It was good. I got some really good donuts. <laughs> you want to hear about them? Oh, <laughs> made to order donuts. They were what delicious. do you mean made to order? means that I order them and they make them right there. Isn't that like any donut place? You go into Dunkin' Donuts, you see 200 donuts sitting there in front of you. They were not just made. But they were made for me to order. There was a time to make them. And I'm ordering it. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm with you. I'm with you, Nate. Don't worry. They come with (laughs) extra saliva there. Uh, But as far as games go, I had to stick to my surface and so I wanted to get some Vayner time in. And so Indivisible, when 10 stuck out, the the game actually was fun at first, but <laughs> at it, first. It, it, it lost its luster. And I was hoping I was going to like it like all the way through and come back and do the Xbox version. But I haven't even finished the Win 10 version. I'm just, it's, it's, it's losing me quickly. All right, where'd you get to? Uh, <laughs> you so struck a nerve. So where the part where you get, like the part where you actually can go back and it becomes a Metroidvania, I went to a couple islands. I, I don't even remember, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I got like, do you have to like collect like these things? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so you have no idea what you did. Oh, <laughs> once they started going on about story and people, I feel like I places. got pretty far. I got my save says like eight hours. Okay. Uh, I didn't play the last couple of days uh, on vacation, but when I came back, I went on a, a rat spree. I just had to, to knock out some stuff, so I knocked out like six rats. or Well, not, rats in East Asia Soft and all that stuff. I, I played Castle Pals, Reed Remastered 2, Concept Destruction, which Volger talked about a couple weeks ago. Doug Hates His Job, which got me to top 100 beat-em-ups in Tennessee. And Pink nice. Pit. And many faces. Uh, nothing. The concept destruction was probably the best looking one. And the Doug hates looking? his job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you remember Volger's review, it's I a destruction derby, but you're a cardboard car. It was interesting. Oh, do you mean best looking as in most appealing game or graphically most? Graphically. graphically so. Yeah. There's there's a thing that I've kind of always thought, but it became really prevalent the past two days. All of these Radalikas and East Asia Softs and whatever else, they have some amazing splash screens for the game. Like I was like, ah, I can't wait to play this. The game does not look like that. <laughs> and it, it, it frustrates me every time. Can I introduce you to NES cartridges and packaging? <laughs> like, maybe uh, some Atari. You, you. <laughs> this is like an old track. trick. This is an old trick. <laughs> I mean, they don't have to sell me on their games, uh, okay. but it just sometimes you it doesn't live up to the cover art. Yeah, n- none of them really stood out. Uh, Doug hates his job is probably really funny, 
a really funny beat em up. I could tell by some of the dialogue and like you have to make some choices and the, the, the beat em up part is actually not difficult, but there's, there's scene select and you can just go where you need to for the achievement. Bada bing, bada boom, done. So unfortunately I did not give that game its justice. Doug hates right. your play. play. Every, everything else, like nothing sticks out to me. I'm just kind of looking at my list, thinking what I could talk about, and none of it, none of it works. One of them did have a okay. cheat code. I don't know. Let's go back to Indivisible. Wait, Indivisible. <laughs> That's the game. He's I got a bone to pick the most. Yeah, I, I, gotta, I gotta, I gotta dig down in here. So, what about the combat? Again, I liked it at first, but it's starting to wear thin. Like mm-hmm. you, you just like. Hit, hit, hit here with this person, then hit, hit, hit here with this one, this one, and this one. You retreat. You block two times until you're full again, and do it again. And then maybe you can use a super and rinse, repeat. Maybe I'm <clears throat> doing it wrong. I don't know. Are you ever switching out characters? Or are you no. just constantly going with the same crew? I, I have the same starting three. Obviously, one of them is the main character. The fourth one I've switched out is I get a better attack person. That's it. How many characters do you have right now? A lot. Roughly. Uh, Roughly. Probably at least 10. 10. Okay. So no, you are pretty far in. Then you can go wherever you want. I have more gamer score than you on the Win 10 version. Oh. Or at least more. I have more TA than you probably gamer score too. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. Something about the game is just. It's dragging. Like it says, ten to twelve hours. My save file says eight. Maybe I could probably be done in four hours, but that's short. Huh? I thought it was a longer game. The, the Xbox version says it's longer. I don't, I don't know what the deal with that is. Maybe less people. Uh, maybe Win Ten is the actual the second time people play it, so it's a little quicker. I don't know. Could be. I- I could also be wrong, but <clears throat> I know one at least the Xbox got DLC, and I think the PC was going to get it, or maybe didn't have it at one point in time. Um, or maybe it was just when I was looking at TA, they were talking about the DLC, but it hadn't come out yet. So yeah, yeah, you're correct. The Win 10 version doesn't have it, and it is on the Xbox. Okay, so that might be why. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. Nothing to rattle my chains about. I'm much more excited from the newly announced messenger coming to xbox as a stack so this uh, week i'll be Ooh. digging my teeth into that again but yeah that's it donuts and uh a half-cocked metroidvania okay then. well speaking of half-cocked <laughs> hey oh <laughs> let me get out my toy um <laughs> uh i played this is the last thing i want to talk about uh, a Game Pass game called West of Dead. All now, right. Has it? Has anyone played this? I don't. I don't think you have. Has I have? You guys surprised me. No, nope. but you said you're going to try selling us on this. I'm going to try to sell you on this. Yeah. Did anybody play the demo? No. No. Okay. So they released the demo early, and people could get in there, and I downloaded it, and then didn't do anything with it. Um, I think I looked at the, you know, the cover art. <laughs> and then I just said, nah, I've got real games to play. So <laughs> West of Dead is a Western. Mm-hmm. And imagine, if you will, taking games like Diablo, um, taking Dead Cells, um, 
and kind of, you know, leaving them alone in a room. And then you come back the next day and then you have West of Dead. And, and what you have <laughs> is a roguelite, uh, cover based shooter. Uh, so you're playing this guy and, and he's, it's kind of like, um, He's a little bit like uh, who's Ghost the guy? Rider. Who's the Marvel guy on the motorcycle? Ghost Rider. Thank you, Ghost Rider. Yeah, so he's <laughs> your Ghost Rider running through a Diablo dungeon, and you're doing Dead Cells type things. So it at first you couldn't tell that it's very much like Dead Cells, but because um, it's so dark. But as I'm running through it, I'm realizing this is very similar to it. Like you start in an area and you run through this cavern type area. And every weapon that you've unlocked is on a pillar in this cavern, which is very much like the Dead Cells intro area. You see all the weapons you've unlocked. Um, and, and so that's happening here. There's no achievement for unlocking them all. Uh, the achievements are basically all for progressing through the story, um, getting, uh, you know, playing through multiple times. And you are going to have to play this over and over and over again. It's a roguelite. Um, but the, the gameplay is really fun. So you can run into a room. Um, most rooms will have like a, a door that you go through and the action in the room will not start until you go in. So you can kind of look and kind of plan out what you're going to do. Um, when you're in cover, you can only be hit by, you know, bombs, basically dynamite or uh -huh. a butcher throwing his sword, something like that. Uh, and you can get headshots, uh, you know, different weapons have different chances to stun people. Um, and it's not turn-based, so it's very fluid. You're, you're moving from this position to this position. You can kind of peek your head out around a corner to get somebody to start to shoot. And it's, it's so much like a Western in that you know how many bullets they have in their clip and you're counting the bullets that they're shooting. So you peek out, they start to shoot, they fire twice, you peek back out, and then you start shooting them. Um, and you're basically sliding into cover. You are sliding over cover. So some it's like Gears of War. You. Yeah, so it's a little bit like Gears of War like that. Um, Dead Cells had some slide moves too. Uh, although Dead Cells was a little bit better with uh, being able to slide into an action. Mm -hmm. In this game, uh, there are lanterns uh, in each room. And each room can be very dark. And then if you see a lantern hanging from the ceiling, when you get near that lantern and you light it, it will stun any area, uh, any enemies inside of the near vicinity of that lantern. And that will allow you to number one, see where people are in the room. Number two, very quickly plan out how you're going to take them down. Uh, and they're all stunned just for a few seconds. Um, one of the things that is slightly annoying is that when you slide into a lantern, it doesn't immediately let you hit that lantern. You have to like slide, stop, hit the lantern and then keep going. Um, and there are uh, abilities that you can unlock. You can unlock a flask, very much like Dead Cells. You can upgrade that flask so it has multiple charges. You can um, unlock multiple weapons at the start. Uh, it's very random. So sometimes you'll start and you'll have a shotgun and you'll have a musket or you'll have a, a six-shooter and um, you know a, a flare gun. You know, if you unlock the flare gun, please do not unlock the flare gun. It's garbage. Um, <laughs> it sounds cool uh, because it has like a light mechanic to it, but it's just, it's garbage. It's a garbage weapon. So you can unlock these things. You can unlock a shield. Um, the, the most fun, when it really clicked for me, I was running around with a six shooter and I was running uh, and my secondary was a, a double barreled shotgun. 
And in my uh, equipment slots, I had a hatchet and I had a shield. And I was just going, just going into a room, diving behind cover, hatchet to a guy far across the room who was really good with a rifle, like jump over cover, go to this other area, hit this like zombie guy who's slowly walking towards me, jump to another cover, headshot another guy. Um, it's just super fun when you get fluid into a room um, and you start unlocking things. Uh, so this game, I, I didn't really know much about it. And there is some story and Ron Perlman's kind of cool, but uh, I don't really hear him that much. So I think they kind of didn't use him too well. Um, does any of that sound interesting? Ah, uh, so the Western part sounds interesting. I don't know. It, there's something about this art style that makes me not want to play it. And I don't know what exactly it is. Hmm. It's like it's like the What's best way I can think of. It looks sloppy. If that kind of makes sense, I don't. I you don't know. know. You know what I forgot to mention? Comic book. The map system is very much like Creature in the Well. So it, it's it's a combination of dead cells with like the mo- the map and room kind of shifting of a uh, Creature in the Well along with kind of like the Diablo-ish, you're kind of going through the dungeons, but I guess it's more Dead Cells than that. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and your Ghost Rider. Yeah, I mean, being the Ghost oh. Rider, like, that makes me want to play it. Like, that's really cool. And, like, I'm looking at the, tra- watching the trailer now. This looks like one of the most unique games, especially just with the art style. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that looks exactly like this. Now, the fun thing about it is uh, it's a stack. So, you can play it on Xbox and you can play it on PC. I've been doing both and uh, you will benefit. Your second playthrough will benefit from the first because you'll know the game. You'll know. That makes sense. The prog- you'll know the progression system you have to do. You know, you go here, you get this. You go kill this boss, you now get this ability. This ability now allows you um, to warp around the map. When you're first playing through, you basically have to run everywhere. Once you kill the first boss or the first mini boss, uh, you get an ability that allows you to uh, take these jump points and kind of move around the map, which makes the movement a, a lot faster. The second uh, ability that you pick up is the ability to unlock um, an area that's kind of blocked off from you with like steel girders. And now you can punch through the girders. So it basically just makes it easier for you to progress to, I guess, shortcuts to get farther into the game uh, right. without having to go level to level to level to level. Um, so the achievements are for getting all these runes for, I don't want to say who you're killing, uh, but you're going against the main bad guy. You have to fight him a couple times. Uh, you have to defeat outlaws. Outlaws are, I believe, uh, enemies that take the place of the bad guy, uh, when you fight him at those three points, because you will have to beat him three times. I think, uh, the first two times you beat him, he's replaced with these outlaws. You have to do that 20 times. You're going to do that naturally through progression. Um, lost souls are once you get to a certain point in the game, there are people that will show up randomly in the dungeon. You talk to them and you get kind of the cursed mechanic, uh, from, uh, uh, dark cells, dark, dark? cells, dark, dark cells. cells. Oh, geez, sorry. <laughs> it's, you know, it's 1048. Uh, so dead cells in dead cells, you have a cursed chest. When you open the cursed chest, you get some cool piece of gear, but you also uh, are now susceptible. One hit will kill you until you kill so many uh, bad guys. Same sort of thing here. You have to kill, I think, six or eight. Maybe the number goes up. I've only ever run into one of these at a time. Um, and you get a whole, you get like three things to choose from. 
uh, when you accept this cursed quest. Um, so you have to do uh, 20 of those throughout your plays, not, not in a single run. Uh, so it seems a pretty basic list um, and you get to do it twice and I'm enjoying it. So this looks very much looks like a Nate game. Like as soon as I, I remember watching this at E3, I think it was maybe it was an inside this, Xbox. I this know, was like um, and just thinking about you. Yeah, I remember this now. This is the one where you and Corey did that special. Uh, what event was that for? Yeah. Um, when they had all the trailers. Is the sizzle reel yeah, for the indies? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, I forget I forget what that was. I remember you gushing over Ron Perlman then. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't my top wasn't my top game, but it was in my top do I want to say one of five? Yeah. Maybe top three. It does look pretty cool. One thing I will say, this game would have been fantastic a few weeks ago for G-Task because it's got a 1,000 gamer score and 24,000 TA on it. And one of the achievements hasn't even been unlocked yet. Well, it's it's only been out for four days, so. Four four days and no completions. It it only has 3,700 starters. I mean, if that's what you're going for, that would definitely, like, all the stuff that the game is just does not interest me to play it, to be honest. I probably will try it out. I do like the art style, but as far as what you were talking about, the fluidness of going into a room and and shooting guys in a systematic order is probably the thing that interests me the most. Uh, Otherwise, I'm... I really don't care about dying and redoing something over and over. <laughs> so unless we're going to do that for a year long challenge, you lost me. Yeah. I knew when I said um, roguelite, I knew I shouldn't have led with roguelite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should have snuck that in at the end, but, uh, but yeah, when it clicks, when you're just, get, you know, running from this room to this room and planning out, you know, your, your uh, symphony of destruction there. Um, that's one game dad, really dad, just, dad. I, yeah. see I'm just trying to win Kenny over. Uh, <laughs> you're you're doing it there. <laughs> Bring it in negative that point and, over. You know, when for whom the bell tolls while you are <laughs> you know, you know, killing everyone. So killing them all. <laughs> I, I did go. get creature in the well vibes from it. Uh not yeah. gameplay wise, but kind of movement and somewhat yeah, somewhat of the art style. Which that's good. But I will probably give it a try. Uh, who knows if I'll stick with it. Well, I think people should just look at it and see see if it's good for you or not. I know Skeptical Mario is going to love it. So, All right. And by it's love always, it, I mean maybe check it out. It's always interesting why some games get a separate Win 10 list and then some games are Play Anywhere. It's always I was thinking about that before when you were mentioning it. Like this one is like, this one is when I was like, I don't really I wouldn't want a stack for this. It doesn't sound fun enough to be a stack, but messenger, <laughs> yes, give me a stack all day. Yeah, it's weird. Uh I think that I would I would have thought we've already seen the demise of a lot of stacks with play anywhere, but apparently not. Just going to give no, us stacks no on stacks on stacks. No idea why it's a stack, but I will take it. All right, well, all right. Speaking of uh, dying over and over and over, I also played 
the Rattalika game, Thy Sword. Um, I listened to Elroy's review of it last week and decided to dig in. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, uh, you choose between the Barbarian or the Valkyrie, and what I didn't realize is that the Barbarian has one more uh, hit point, but the Valkyrie starts off with the bow. If I had known that, I probably would have picked the Barbarian. Or as Elroy might have called it, the Brobarian. But I don't think he did. That one's for you, Elroy. Oof. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so it's supposed to be a three-hour game. It probably took me closer to four. I died a lot on the last boss, more than I care to admit. But once you beat it, it's that good feeling. The bosses are all pretty... The bosses are all the same where like you go... A couple times you're like, oh, how am I ever going to do this? And then eventually you work out the patterns and, and you do it. So, you know, you feel good about getting some of these achievements. You're like uh, playing for uh, fun and achievements. Uh, so one oh, thing with Die Sword is that it's a $10 game, which is kind of unusual for the, for the rats. What? Yeah. So I don't know if... I mean, for $10, you're getting more gameplay, right? So I don't know if... if that's good for some people, or if they just <laughs> rather get the five dollar games and get in and get out. That's what they typically well, do. This for is really. basically triple the completion estimate. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the only things I didn't enjoy were a couple of little gameplay features. So during the game, you unlock two other characters: the rogue and I forgot which other one. But you can't switch to them. The only way to play is them is to start a new game. Um, which I thought was very silly, and then this, and then um, like if you're up to a boss or and you can't beat it, you cannot quit out and go back to the main stages and try to get more uh, items and stuff like that. So you just have to keep at it until you get it. So much like Elroy, I also had a gambling problem. You could play blackjack in between in between levels. I think I fared a little better than him because after you win, I think, three times in a row, you, they won't let you gamble anymore. They say, you've cleaned this out. Um, <laughs> but uh, I thought Dysar was pretty good. So All right. I wanted to play some quicker games, so I wound up with uh, Rememoried. Now, I know since Rememoried came out, someone f- uh, figured out a way to beat the game and like, Two minutes. I think you hold down left bump, no, the right on the D-pad and then hit left bumper or something like that, and then you skip all the stages. Like yeah, but I actually went through the and played. Play that game. I played it legit, and by legit I mean uh, following a guide. But terrible I wanted decision. To play it. I want. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I don't know why I, I enjoyed it, but you had to basically just whenever you spun around, it would make things appear and unappear and uh, disappear, and you would climb up the. Uh, the platforms, I don't know. I thought it was a quirky little. There was a kaleidoscope it, level that was pretty cool. This one is. Did you play it before? <laughs> that the... I am sad that I completed <laughs> it before this. It's like a half exploit. hour game, Corey. It's really. I know, not a big and deal. I I lost twenty minutes of my life <laughs> that I could have got back. <laughs> so, fun fact about this game: I actually a long time ago started this game. I'm like I I forget what for what contest I need easy gamer score on I knew and I knew this was a quick one this was before the two minutes completion I started up I didn't know know what it looked like and I had a little bit of a headache I played for a little bit and went nope 
I can't do this. This is killing my eyes. And then I never went back to it. It doesn't look like you've even got an achievement in it. Yep. <laughs> that's how what? little oh. I played. Never First level is so the easy. That's how little happened. I actually played it. I, I started it up, went, nope, I can't do this right now. And then never went back. It's interesting you say that because Michelle said she got a headache from one of the levels or something. The whole game's a headache. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, it was I, something I about know. the uh, about the artwork or graphics, whatever you want to call it, where it just it messes with my eyes. And even like looking at the screenshots, like some of them, it's like, Ugh. I, <laughs> I remember why it just messed with me. Yeah, <laughs> I played it enough to understand what it, the graphics look like, but not enough to play it to get an achievement. All right, it's well, a $15 game. My God. I did not know it was that yeah. expensive. It don't pay that much. It goes on sale every now and again. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it goes on sale. I just did not realize it's $15. I have one more game to talk about. Uh, Michelle, uh, <laughs> Michelle's basically been leading and just playing games and then saying, hey, now you got to play this game. So she played a game called Mowing and Throwing. Smart. Um, and then she said, oh, just, just so you know, you need four controllers for this one. So I said, really? So maybe I should fire this up with my family. So Mowing and Throwing is a four-player play part- for fun party game. Yeah, we, we did play for fun. Damn, you tell me I beat Dead Horses. Jeez. Cut it out. Um, so I played this with my wife and my kids. Um, it's a two-versus-two game. The only thing that was kind of... I wish there was some sort of a handicap. My daughter wasn't grasping it too well. Basically... Um, you should take, have just put it on your team. Um, nope. <laughs> oh, I, think we, I, I couldn't I think skip. It. We would lose anyway, right? Jeez. Yeah, she kept getting. <laughs> she was getting a little frustrated during it, but I, I actually thought it was a cool, clever little game. So you, you mow the grass, and then when you're not mowing the grass, you're throwing things at the other team to prevent them from mowing their grass. So it's a cute little party game. Um. So of course it's the type of game where all <laughs> all the profiles in the game get achievements. So of course the one time when Michelle and I are not hanging out locally anymore, this is what happens. So <laughs> of course. Some and uh my son like, oh achieve you know. It's funny, like he won't he, he won't help me get achievements, but when he gets them he likes it. So it's like I'm like, damn it. Go over there and let me throw this rocket. He was like, no, Dad. You're going to have to do it on your own. I'm like, <laughs> no dessert for you There's tonight, There's no boy. easy mode <laughs> with him. Yeah, so I still haven't gotten that done, but with four controllers, you can just get that one done. But that's another $15 game. I would I would wait for a sale, but if someone wants a good party game, I thought it was I'm pretty, pretty good. I'm waiting for a third mowing game. We have mowing and throwing. And we also have grass cutter mutated lawns. I need a third grass cutting simulator game so I can get that grass cutting leaderboard top spot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grass cutting simulator. Give it a little bit, and that will probably pop up with all the different yeah. not simulators out. What about one of those farming games? It would be a good loading screen. I don't oh, know so if farming grass, simulator. Grass count. simulator is already on Steam. Not grass cutting though. There is a <laughs> grass cutting game I saw on mowing Mobile simulator on Steam. Different. There we go. That's See? it. Now it just needs to come to Xbox. 
Yeah. Oh, I would play this. <laughs> <laughs> you can weedy. I would too. It's a simulator. I need that for my. He's on a John Deere high schooler, or you he's, know. he's on a John Deere, but his he has oh. like this powerful weed eater that he have like two handles. I don't know so how like you would hold that. That actually seems like it would be good because I don't know if you've used a string trimmer lately, but like it locks my hand up so tightly that I can't play games after. I'm not that old. Oh well. So yeah, my point the throwing. <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, I liked it. Huh? I liked it. A simple well, man. It was a party game. Simple so I'm sure you did. Yeah. If yeah, you're boosting it was with just four players, then hmm. yeah, you could boost it with yourself too. Absolutely. Better. Absolutely. We all like boosting with ourselves. All right. Well, on that note, let's continue on. All right. So one news topic uh, for today. And it's kind of sad news. And it was just announced today is Mixer shutting down. Uh, it turns out that their numbers suck. Who, who would have thought? And they are actually partnering up with Facebook Gaming, which is kind of an odd pairing to me. I mean, it makes sense as it because they're the only one I could really go to. But yeah, I mean, I know Corey, you're probably the one that watches the most streams here. What do you think about this? So I described it to you as unexpected, but not surprising. Yes, I think, I think that's a good way to put it. I think the news, I think the news and the timing of the the situation was very coincidental. If you have not been following, you could check Twitter and. This past weekend, um, June twentieth ish, uh, June twenty first. This past weekend, there have been a bunch of women coming out on social media, describing accounts of abuse uh, all, of all different kinds, and this was mostly in the gaming sector, the, in the streaming sector. Really, I saw a lot of stuff from like PAX events and other. Uh, conventions that just uh, might have happened and to be honest I saw a lot of Mixer streamers and and more importantly Mixer partners that were being called out for these these acts and there was a lot of flack going towards Mixer because they weren't doing a lot of things if any uh, on these these reports from these people and so that was kind of like just building up momentum and momentum. And one of the, the first streamers I found on Mixer, which I have been off of Mixer for over a year, but I still follow this streamer on, on Twitter and stuff. Uh, he, he put out this apology thing and I kind of read part of it and was, went back to see some of it later and his account was gone. And I saw a tweet that he was banned from Mixer and it turned out he was one of the ones that was called out. And so I thought, this is not a good look. For Mixer, and then later on that same day, somebody who had used to work for Mixer, I think he worked there for two years, if I remember correctly, he posted something that had happened. Uh, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know if it's with all the the Black Lives Matter or the the things going on right now. But uh, he he is a black man, and he worked at Mixer, and he was told in at some point, I can't remember by who, but he was told. Uh, a couple things. One was that he was hired because he was black, 
and it, well, it was because he he had street knowledge, something like that. Uh, it's something that obviously you wouldn't, you shouldn't say to anybody, and you shouldn't, it shouldn't happen. Uh, but the the icing on the cake seemed to have been when there were some managers, his manager in particular at Mixer, who was referring to partners, streamers, and their as slaves, and uh, like their content is her content, and and things like that, things that you should not be saying, especially in business, and it sure. upset this man understandably. And he went to his manager to to talk about it, and from what I gathered, uh, it was dismissed, and not much was done. So he he went through his protocol of trying to report uh, the situation, and as it turns out, I can't say for the fact what's going on or what went on at Mixer, but it seemed to be that there was like a a network of managers who were just scratching at each other's backs, watching out for people. So nothing ever happened with it. And he eventually left the company after, after that he was contacting the legal team at Mixer, uh, well, or Microsoft, uh, whomever. And he was still working with them, uh, to get with HR. And apparently HR didn't had, had not known about it. So that's when we learned that this skip level manager that he reported to didn't do anything. And so, obviously, some some very shady stuff has been going on with Mixer, and just the the internet did its thing, and it it took to social media, and it's just bashing Mixer left and right. And this happened uh, the later part of the weekend that I kind of saw. Yeah, uh, see, go ahead. I was just gonna say <clears throat> before this all came out that Mixer is being. Uh, bought a, or partnered with Facebook game. I didn't even know about any of that stuff. I learned all about that today. And that's just, that's just crazy. Especially in these times, the, the, these times, you know, social media is a thing. Why would you even think about trying to get away with something like that? Like, it's not going to work. It's messed up. It's sad. Yeah. It's I mean, at this, at this day and age, there's, you, you're not really going to be hiding from anything, at least not be hiding from it for a long time. Like, uh, but anyways, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to get back to Mixer and, and just say that so all this happened at the later part of the weekend. Come today, Monday, Mixer put out a tweet that they have uh, now are, the wording is kind of weird. They haven't been sold necessarily. They keep, they keep saying that they are now partnering with Facebook gaming, I guess, rather than Microsoft. So I don't know the, the business logistics to all that. But essentially, Mixer.com is going away in a month at the end of July. Everything is, is going to Facebook gaming if you want it to be. As a streamer, as a, a viewer, they're, they're making that transition easy, in quotes. <laughs> yeah, uh, for for in example, quotes. Mixer partners are going to be getting like automatic partner on the Facebook gaming or whatever the equivalent it is. Uh, so that is to help them. The only thing is Facebook gaming is nowhere near as big as say Twitch. So, uh, and then YouTube gaming is a thing. So these streamers have some big choices that they need to make coming up on how they want to move their community. And and part of this that hasn't gone over so well is partners, of Mixer and staff of Mixer didn't know about this. They 
a lot of them saw it from the tweet. So it's pretty. That's a messed up. It's a, thing. It's a big blindside to a lot of people. That's just so, a messed up situation. Yeah. So, anyways, that's part of this move. Um, if you have subs and like the embers, which is the streaming currency, that stuff's going to be refunded and switched over to a gift card and Xbox gift card to the equivalent, whatever you have, stuff like that going on. Uh, but that's going to kind of take place over the next month till July 22nd, uh, at which point we don't really know the future past that. Obviously, it, the Xbox won't be able to stream directly to Mixer. Right now, you can only stream directly to Twitch other than Mixer, as far as I know. There's no way to hit YouTube Gaming or Facebook, so who knows if what, what what's going to come of that. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it's a, it's a pretty big hit on the gaming streaming scene. It's like whether, you, is- whether Mixer was great or not, we, we knew that it probably wasn't doing good in numbers. It's just, it's, it's, it's very sudden of how it all went down. Yeah. Talk about it, buyer's remorse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Especially like, with these, these content creators like Ninja and Shroud that they've paid have to be millions and dozens and maybe hundreds of millions of dollars recently too. Yeah, so there was a report that like Ninja got when he um when he got bought by Mixer, he basically got paid like thirty million dollars and Shroud got paid like ten million to be able to come over to Mixer and stream there exclusively. And now, you know, that contract's down is flushed down the toilet, so now they gotta go back to Twitch or start over. But at the same time, you know, they still got a following, so they'll be okay. But it sucks for anyone that's in like that lower to mid tier that just got partnered or been partnered but don't aren't really making like thousands upon thousands of dollars because it's a lot of work to try to get to that point. Especially if like so, for someone if they just said, "Hey, this is now my full time job," you know, the carpet has been pulled out from underneath them. So I feel for them. My heart goes out to anyone that's that's in that position. So I can't yeah, imagine. I was I was being a little bit of a. Uh, not a great person earlier because I was sending you links. Foo-foo. Shocking. Uh, while I I do feel for people who like this was their their livelihood, their income to support their families. Like those people, like I, I do feel bad for them, and I hope the I hope the best for them. But if you were to go to mixer dot com today, and probably even throughout the rest of the week, they like there's nothing but people like the highest rated get category that was streaming was web show because everybody was just talking nobody's playing any games over yeah. there and a lot there's a lot of tears going on and like i was just scroll down and i'm like all the way to like i see the viewer levels at like zero to 10 people and like there's people like crying over there i'm like you have you're a thir-, there was seriously a 13 year old kid crying uh <laughs> yeah because of what happened like i'm like you don't even you can't even begin to be that affected like and he had like this nice streaming setup and and lights and a nice room. I'm like, you were just giving money to <laughs> uh, <laughs> go do something with and not bother your parents. And, and you're crying over this. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to make light of the situation, but it, it's it does suck. Um, do you, yeah, it does suck. To that, one of the funny things. <laughs> It's it's kind of messed up, but at the same time, it's kind of funny. If you went to at one point, if you went to 
Mixer.com, the number one spotlight game was basically just a guy showing how to set up a Twitch account. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I did see that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I find that funny. Yeah. Um, so it stands to reason people will follow them over, right? And these people will be okay. I, I you gotta think most you'd people be surprised. Are convert. Yeah. I, I I would be surprised. Like, um Really? It, it, this is why it's a key key decision. I think that you could move to Twitch and be okay. I know a lot of, there's a lot of hardcore mixture people who hate Twitch. I actually prefer Twitch now. Um but I've I don't know anybody mixer. who uses Facebook gaming. I see those ads like sometimes if I'm on my Facebook app and I just keep scrolling by. And like I just don't know anybody who does that. Uh, maybe some on YouTube gaming, but that that's a that's a big leap. Like I think that there's potential because there are less streamers, but obviously the the audience that you have available to you is smaller too. So I, I think it's going to be hard. Yeah, I mean, I can think of one streamer on Facebook gaming and Ooh. I can think of one streamer on YouTube Ooh. gaming that like I check out a little bit, but, and honestly the one on, on YouTube gaming, I don't particularly watch. That's Brooke and my nephews watch him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, going to those platforms is very much like it was when going to mixer where there's the, it's easier to get noticed because there's not as many fish in the sea, but at the same time, the viewership just is not there. Like before all of this, uh, Twitch got like, I think it had something like 90, 93% of game of streaming audience went to Twitch, which is just a vast majority. No one uses other platforms when it compares to Twitch. Twitch is king. And now Mixer, now that Mixer has gone, Twitch is going to remain king. I don't know how anything can knock Twitch off. Something huge would have to happen with Twitch. Maybe a break with Amazon and the servers just go down the toilet. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how anything can knock Twitch off. That just seems like they have a monopoly for the foreseeable future. Because if, in my opinion, if there was any any platform that could knock Twitch out of it, out of the number one spot, it was Mixer. And now Mixer's done. It's so like I, I said, mean, in my opinion, I preferred Mixer. The biggest problem I've always had with Mixer is it was impossible to search for new people. Trying to find someone new was so difficult. It, it is more difficult. Uh, I'm kind of doing some some quick maths here. I'm looking at the top five categories on Mixer right now, and they are totaling less than 20,000 people. I can look yeah, at that's just Call of Duty on Twitch, and they have 129,000. Yeah, that's just... That's how it's and that's how it's always been. It's not even been close. Yeah, I mean, just the music and performing arts section on Twitch has almost as much as Mixer does now, <laughs> live. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hell, even Super Metroid, the old has <laughs> NES one has five hundred viewers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that being said. Mixer was where we had the most focus on as a, a podcast for when we do stream, which we hope to get more of that. We have, you know, Vulgar's going to come in and him and um, Matriarch are doing their 
it came from Game Pass stuff going on. Nice. And Kenny streams gems and whatnot. Uh, I'll have the random stream. Hopefully, we're going to get more of a schedule going down in the future. And I would like to say that we're probably going to try to focus on Twitch. When Kenny does it, he's able to do multiple sites. So that will probably continue. But if you're not following on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash AH101. Yeah. Just to touch on that, I'm the only one that's, that has a computer that's able to be able to stream with. And with that, I stream to Mixer, Twitch, and YouTube. Um, yeah, I know most people, thought when they come to the stream, they check it out on Mixer. By all means, if you prefer YouTube, check it out on YouTube. If you prefer Twitch... Check out Twitch. Honestly, that's probably where my main attention is going to be is now on Twitch. I will continue to stream for Mixer or to Mixer for the next five-ish weeks. And then after that, if I can get if I can get my streaming set up to go to Facebook, I'll go there. But if you follow if you don't follow the show yet on Twitch, please do. That will be the main that will be the main streaming service from now on. And like I said, also subscribe to on subscribe to us on YouTube. It's free. It helps us out. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're begging. Yeah, yeah. Leave us some reviews too. Everywhere. Yeah. All the time. So speaking of vulgar, he has a question for us. He wants to know: Has there ever been a game or series you wanted to talk about that you've never had the opportunity to? So now is the opportunity to mention that that game that all of us are going to roll your, our eyes on. Let's start with Nate. Um, <clears throat> so a series that I played or put a lot of time into uh, was Mega Man. Uh, okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the reasons I put so much time into it is the first Mega Man uh, did not have a save system. So you would rent the game. Uh, you know, you, there used to be these stores you could go into and they had <laughs> movies and they had video games on the shelves. And, you know, if they had it on the shelf, Wait, you could you could rent it. Yeah, there's crazy no way. idea. That's not a crazy thing. Crazy idea. Like Walmart? Uh, so you used to rent these things. Uh, <laughs> so we would rent Mega Man, and we would try to beat it that weekend. And if we didn't beat it in one sitting, at you know, the option was to turn it off and start it up again the next day, or just leave it running overnight, go to bed, wake up, and then try to finish it. Uh, <laughs> so I put a lot of time into Mega Man and got really good at that first game. Um, and then, you know, just... You know, played the second, and on and on and on. And they eventually got to the ZX uh, games, which were very much like uh, Metroidvanias. So um, that's, you know, obviously liked them for that reason. And uh, I still love the series to this, to this day. It's difficult. <laughs> it's uh, probably harder than I can uh, bear anymore. But uh, <laughs> I still love them. So. That Legacy right. Collection's hard. Yes. Well, for me, the game that I would love to be able to sit here and talk about is RuneScape. I love this game so much. I know there's a few people in the com- in the community that plays it. And when what about it, you, Corey? When <laughs> I, see, damn it! Ow, I'm still talking. <laughs> Gem- Gems of War. <laughs> oh, I I get to talk about Gems of War. I also get to scre- stream that. But yes, RuneScape. I love that game. I can't tell you how many thousands of hours I put into it. I'm not gonna beat. I'm not gonna beat this dead horse because I know y'all are hating it. So, uh, what about you, Corey? I mean, I can really talk about whatever I want. So, I, this is a kind of a, a weird question. 
I put down <laughs> Mario Maker, and you guys kind of shun off Mario Maker, which I don't. I like. I haven't Mario played Maker. it in a while. And but that is mostly what I watch on stream. Uh, I think it's a really interesting game, and you have to have a very high skill level for the super tough Kaizo levels that people yep. play. And uh, I just find it really interesting to watch. And if you want to see some highly skilled platforming, just check out some of the top Mario Maker streamers. They uh, they are the ones that are usually playing like the super expert levels. Um, or Carl Sagan for the win. Yeah, he, he's a, a popular one. And then as a side to Mario Maker, some streamers just stream super difficult Kaizo levels. Kaizo ROMs, which are basically, they take a Mario game and they customize it heavily. I guess your old school Mario games, and they just make it hard as hell. And uh, some people just play that, and it's a it's a fun time just to put it on the background and watch. Nate now would actually probably like that. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. What about you, L? Well, as a matter of fact, um, for Father's Day, one of my gifts from my son was a custom Mario Maker level that he had me <laughs> play. So. That was very clever and unique. Thanks, boy. Was it a troll level? <sighs> to me, they're all troll levels. I'm not as good as I used to be. <laughs> and he's like, we keep telling him, I keep telling him not to tell me how to solve it, and then he inevitably does. It's basically based around invisible coin blocks, invisible key blocks, and just yep. Uh, um. My answer, I guess, would be I like Toidles. Don't talk enough about TMNT games of yesteryear. Mostly the arcade <laughs> game and uh, 1989 one and Turtles in Time. Both tremendous four-player beat-em-ups. They need more yeah. love. And some more remakes Maybe. that are not the Good crappy game. XBLA remake of Turtles in Time. Elephalet seventy seven asks, "Which periods in history would you like to see represented more often through games?" Kushi. Uh, for me, Wild West. I do like westerns. <clears throat> I like good western movies. I like fun western games, uh, especially when you're, f- you know, your head is flaming and you're shooting people in the face. Oh, <laughs> I just think of the Will Smith song. So, Wild Wild West. I think we need more gladiator games. Really. I like gladiators. Like Rise? Yeah. You just want to be entertained. I do just want to be entertained. What period in history do you want to see? The period You want to see <laughs> the gladiator period. Close enough. I don't know what to yeah. call it. I say yep. gladiators. I like my, gladiators. Mine, mine's similar. Mine's similar. I want to go next because uh, I want Corey to have his glory. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I actually like... Um, like what is it, like the in the 1940s so like LA noir i think that's really cool ooh good one so i like that instead of cell phones you had to go find that uh what was that thing called that police phone thing on the side of the road i know there's a fancy hey, name listen, for it i forgot see i'm investigating a case see <laughs> <laughs> yeah see i just love that everybody wore hats back then everyone had a nice suit <laughs> Everyone. Just I did like Eloy Benoit. We need yeah. a second one. All right, Corey. So, yeah, I would pick March through June 2020. <laughs> that would be a crazy <laughs> game. Right? Uh, 
think that's called the game of life. Moving on. Skeptical. No Lego. Mario asks. He actually asked a two twofold question here. I never get tired of hearing Banjo Kazooie nuts and bolts get slagged. And if it's a cautionary tale for a franchise overreach. Oh, and that it's a cautionary tale for a franchise overreach. <laughs> so, with that in mind, was Black Flag the nuts and bolts of Assassin's Creed? Oh. What do you think, Koosh? Well, nuts and bolts was horrible. Everybody knows it. <laughs> but to call it the, uh, or to liken Black Flag to nuts and bolts, I, I no, I, I don't think so. I think you're thinking Assassin's Creed 3, where they introduced the ship mechanic and it was no. horrible. But in AC4, the ship mechanic was beautiful and they had sea shanties and they were amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and there were sharks and other fish. Uh, that you had to go hunt. Uh, so no, I I think it's nothing like that. How dare you, sir? See, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I do agree with agree with you with that. The ships in AC three were not very good. It was clearly the very first entry and the first time that they are doing that. But AC four, in my opinion, opinion, the story was garbage. I honestly can't remember. Any of it, I, I just remember playing through it, not liking it. I didn't remember, I didn't like Edward, but the ship, the ship gameplay, top tier. It was so much fun. I remember playing that for hours, just sailing around the world, finding other ships so I can shoot them. That's all I want to do is just, I just want to go play with boats. I really enjoyed that part of Black Flag. As far as the actual story, nah. And on popular opinion, I like Connor more than Edward. And honestly, Edward might not even be his name in Assassin's Creed 4. I can't remember it. That's just what I mean. That's just what sticks out in my mind. I barely played those games, so I have no comment. Moving on to his second part of the question, what dormant franchises would benefit from being brought back with a different Genre. Again, I'm going to go to Koosh first. <laughs> uh, so my joke answer is uh, Rayman, and let's bring it back as a platformer, because we just need more Rayman. Oh. Like, you don't need to change anything. <laughs> I just need more Rayman. Why not a Vayner? Next. Yeah, well, you know, I, you know, obviously I'll take it if it's a Vayner, but I just need more Rayman. Rayman as a Vayner. I, I could see that. I could also see Rayman <sighs> as an only on-rails Music game. You just play music levels. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Exactly. I thought so. That's very different. Kenny, you have a a vague answer here with a lot of acronyms. Uh, Yeah, a lot of spaghetti or (laughs) alphabet soup there. So, RA2 is Red Alert 2, which is an older uh, real-time strategy game. Now... And it's a it's a command and conquer command and conquer red alert too. Way back when I don't I can't remember when the game came out, but you have the the other real time strategy game from Command and Conquer called Command and Conquer, and they did one offshoot game called Command and Conquer Renegade, and Renegade was basically instead of being a real time strategy game, it was a first person shooter, 
but in the world of Command and Conquer. So all the different guns that like the different uh, troops use, you could go through and pick them up. Um, you played, you know, uh, I can't. I can't think of who the different teams are. I think it's GDI versus Nod. Yeah, I think that's it. That sounds right. And you could just play in that world, but instead of being in the overview, it was just in the first person. Is a first person shooter. You could see all the different buildings in the game. Well, I like Command and Conquer, but I like the Red Alert series far more than that. And I want a Red Alert to a Red Alert style game, but as a first person shooter. So basically, Renegade, but in the Red Alert world instead of the command and conquer world and it would also be so good because the story for red alert is japanese even though it's american made it's very japanese it's very very out there it would be very much fun how about you well well i think it would be wonderful if we had a rhythm uh, game uh for wwe theme songs so maybe it's like Dance Dance Revolution or Guitar Hero just dancing along. Or or yeah, that's what I that's what I, I, like. I could see that. I would play the heck out of it. Just dance I WWE. Am a real edition. American and just But you have to like everywhere. body slam to the music and like pile um, drive or that's I mean that's not I mean, you know, maybe Elroy could do that with his rhinoceros. I think that would be great. Maybe make a connect title out of it. <laughs> All right. Don't you, try this. You saw me on those. You saw me on that, and I don't really care about that about wrestling, and I don't really like Just Dance games. <laughs> All right. Final question it is from Def Dealers. What game do you want to get back to for the completion, but just haven't been had the motivation to do so? Corey, let's go with you. Mine would have to be. A Vayner, a Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition. I was oh, not smart enough to put in the cheat code to do hard mode first, so I need to beat the game on hard mode, as well as beating something from the DLC on hard mode. So, yeah, I just uh, have not had the, the gusto to go back and go through the entire game again for one achievement. Two achievements. Okay. <laughs> Disappoint. Yeah, I'm disappointed too. Get it too. done. <laughs> It'll be brand new to you now. Maybe. It'll be fun. Go. So good. Just wait a year. Wait a year. Wait a year. Go back. Go back I'll do the one and the 360 new. versions, man. Get it done. Well, I was going to ask to borrow your account because you can't buy the 360 version anymore. Really? Really? Delisted. What? Rip. Sure. Yeah, it's been, like, been that way for a while. I didn't know that. Well, now you do. Kenny, what game do you lack the motivation to go back and complete? Purple chicken, purple chicken, purple chicken, space Thanks, man. Purple man. chicken, purple chicken, purple chicken, space man. Now, is that yeah. lack of motivation or lack of skill, Kenny? That's motivation. Ah. <laughs> Doesn't that song just make you want to go back? It does, and then I go to play it, because I have it installed on my Xbox, and I go to it, and I'm just gonna, eh, and I go play something else. But the song is definitely a good motivator because the song is so freaking good. <laughs> it's so good. And I know Vicky and Jay Black have been wanting me to stream that again, and I'll, I'll admit that is on the list of games that to stream is to get that completion. I know I can do it. 
I know you could do it too, buddy. Aw, that's so sweet. Psych! Aw, that's so that's so mean. Thanks, man. How about you, El? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with my beloved WWE 2K series. I completed of all of them from <laughs> until 2K16. <laughs> I just haven't had the motivation to finish 16. It's so grindy. And because I didn't do 16, I didn't do 17, 18, 19, or 20 either. So, yeah, I'm You didn't very do 20? Behind. That was the best one. Thanks, Jables. So always set me up for that, don't you? You almost yeah, spit that maple syrup out of your mouth there. It's low-hanging fruit. Well, I'm so glad you asked. Um, for me... <laughs> it was done. <laughs> for me, it would be Assassin's Creed 1. I have one achievement, and I know I'm a hypocrite for telling Corey uh, he needs to go back and play Guacamelee, but I have one achievement in AC1 that I have to do, and that's to uh, talk to... Um, not Elaine, but to talk to the girl uh, at every opportunity and every conversation we <sighs> possibly have. Uh, and I just just don't want to go do that. I don't blame that's you. A whole, that's a whole other playthrough, but probably. I'm, well, yeah, it's definitely. And I've started it. But the question is, was I paying attention when I restarted it with that purpose? Or did I miss one? So do I go in and pick up where I left off and hope that I was paying attention? Or do I just say, you know what? I'm just going to blast through, follow a guide, knock it out. Guide? So I don't know. But what a, I just what don't a gamble. Have the motivation. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. I understand. I play for fun and use a guide. I'm still mad at All that right. game for not having subtitles. Who plays with subtitles? I do. Most people. <laughs> yes. We got right, the game. We're on subtitles. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you go in and turn them off, Kenny, if they're defaulted to be on? Yeah. Um,. Like the Telltale games always have them on. Like a lot of them always have them on to start. Yeah, if I played those. You didn't play any of them? I did. You didn't do Batman. Walking Dead season one? No, I haven't done any Walking Dead. Wow. Okay. I I I don't care about them. I did Batman, which I enjoyed. I did like that. And then I did I think the first part of Guardians of the Galaxy. And that was kind of boring and then i just fun. i have no motivation to play any of those games honestly if i could just watch them and make dialogue choices and not have to do any of the stupid puzzles i would like that i would like them way more i thought for sure you you'd have puzzles. done tales from the borderlands yep because you love borderlands i love borderlands it's like on the list of things to get to it's just it's way down there on the list I don't know. It's just not my thing. Oh, oh wait. I did one other one. I did Jurassic Park, and but that's my favorite movie. So that was that was an obvious one. I had to do that. I did enjoy that. But yeah. Uh, sales. What you picking up, Nate? Well, I'm not really picking anything up, but I would recommend. Uh, Waka has a game club going on uh, for Dreamfall chapters. He did the background story from the previous game or games i don't remember how many there were beforehand but he went through and kind of did a primer the game is four dollars down from 20 it's on sale this week it's about 20 25 hours and uh it's an adventure game and like i said you know uh walk is doing his game club if you want to get in now's the time it's four dollars <clears throat> and uh on top of that just real quick uh spectrum it's three dollars down from 12 it's a platformer 
It's about eight to ten hours, and it is in no way does it resemble Spiral Splatter exactly uh, in terms of difficulty and frustration. And of course, really, left, I was I got yeah. I completed that game. Uh, you completed Spectrum or Spiral Splatter? Oh, Spiral Splatter. Let's look at the Spectrum. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> what? I don't have too many recommendations, <laughs> but one, I will go <laughs> over uh, some quick ones for you. Rock'em and knock'em completionist. Transference is on sale for just over six bucks. That one is very quick with a guide. Uh, we also have Bombfest. We've reviewed that game. It is on sale for two dollars and fifty nine cents. It's a it's a fine game if you just want to boost with yourself for a little bit and get that completion, knock it out. And then Aboriginous is a three dollar platformer uh, from Ugh. a publisher that Ugh. I can't remember. It's very easy as well. Just one thousand twenty six TA. Just to kind of put that out there. And then last but not least, uh, I'm going to mention some of the Lego games because we do have the huge Lego challenge going on right now. And some of these are actually some pretty tempting prices. Lego DC Supervillains Deluxe Edition with everything is $18. That one's a little high, but it's a newer one. Now this one, Lego Marvel Collection, you get Avengers, Superheroes, and Superheroes 2, and a crap ton of DLC. I'm guessing it's all of it. I don't know. It's only $15. That's at least three games. Uh, and then individually, uh, Superheroes 2 is on sale for under 9 Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens is under $8 for the Deluxe Edition. Uh, Kenny, uh, what Kenny, what would you pick up from Z-Sale? Um, honestly, there was nothing that really caught my eye. If, it was up to, if you ask me, I'd just get the free stuff. Which uh, is... I was getting to that. The free stuff right now. Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. Uh, Coffee Talk. Some arcade game. Simora? 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 Something like that. And then the one that's free that I would definitely get, and I actually need to go get this, in the first Injustice. Injustice Gods Among Us. The fighting, the DC fighter. So... I played I played that a little bit back a while ago. I don't think I I think it was like free play days or something like that, or it was Game Pass, something like that. But yeah, I would just grab the free stuffs. Uh, Sundered is five bucks. I think that's the cheapest it's been. It's a good game. Va- I liked it. Kush's favorite, Vayner Power, mm-hmm. and Corey's favorite game, Virginia, is on sale. I uh, did not mention that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it is two dollars, but it's an easy completion. Twice. Three to four hours. They, I did want to note because I saw somebody mention it in a in a Discord server. There are a couple Artifix Monday games. They're not my type of games, but they seem to be very good discounts. Like they have at least two different bundles with three games each for seven dollars and nineteen cents. Oh, nice! And from my doesn't sound recollection bad. of these games, they jacked up the prices and. Whenever they go on sale, they're like the old prices. So this one seems pretty good. That's good. And uh, to any of our new listeners, uh, Soma is on sale 80% off $6. That is a former Game Club game. So if you go back and check them out in the archives, I believe we also have isolated YouTube videos of the whole Soma uh, Game Club series. So you don't even have to search the archives. Right there on YouTube. We mentioned to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Well, let's get into hashtag contests. Nate, take it away. So the Gamertag Challenge for the month of June is winding down. Uh, next month, we will be celebrating Philip Wendell in the month of July, and he has chosen Outer Wilds as his bonus game. We have not yet nailed down the bonus bonus, but when we do, we'll be sure to tell you. All right. That was quick. Come, uh, on. Well, Come that- on. I'm waiting for the soundboard. Come on. Come on, Corey. Is it time to move to the next section? <laughs> it's time to move to the next section. All right. Here we go. It's time for Proclamation Point. Whoa. <laughs> That's something have, we haven't heard in a while. I have been outdone. Nicely done, Corey. All right. Leading off, we have staff member, the lovely Angel Wakapel has reached a new milestone of 700 completed games. This man has not only been helping people with human fall flat, but Daisy as well. He is just a national treasure. Let's try that again. Hat90 has reached a new milestone of a 30% completion percentage. Jables has 53%. Soundwave Core has 54%. Death Dealers is moving on up. Super Meat Girl has 58%. Elephalette 77, 59%. And a Retro Chief. And all of his Lego games are up to 73%. Good job. So many Lego games. In streaks, we have two 10 dayers. They are Chewy on Ice and X Tax Legend Shots. It's <laughs> perfect. You <laughs> said that perfectly. Camel case going on there. Uh, we have Tony Coconuts on a 100 day achievement win streak. Elroy OMJ with 1,050 days. And Seamus McLimey with 1,350. In terms of ratio, we have Isrit 102 with a TA ratio of 1.7. Imagine there's an O2 in there somewhere. Mark B has a TA ratio of 2.1. Four achievements, one. We have Hawkeye Barry (laughs) (laughs) at 9,000 achievements, one. Icefire TN, 14,000 achievements, one. Dunkos, sad. 15,500 achievements, vulgar. Latin at 20,000 achievements. Four gamer score. <laughs> we have Facial LaFleur. He has reached 600,000 gamer score. Congrats to you, buddy. And last but not least, True Achievement Score. Wow, harmony and everything. <laughs> wow. Crunchy Goblin. It's like you don't know Jack. Seems <laughs> like. I, I'm a, I, have, I have many talents. You're just now... Hearing them out on episode 100, Crunchy Goblin 68 has reached 300,000 true achievement score, and Chewy on Ice is at 850,000 TA. For the leaderboards, Toad Style Venom is now in the top five of the New York TA leaderboard for Windows Phone. What? On a Thursday. How have you not smashed your phone by now, Stan? <laughs> And X Tax Legend Shots Z is now in the top 5,000 of the U.S. Gamer Score leaderboard. And for birthdays, Ahizo has cel- is celebrating 
their birthday on twenty on the twenty third. Happy birthday! And Az Mongoose celebrated his his birthday on the sixteenth. Happy birthday to you as well. Happy birthday, guys! Happy birthday! Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, well, that was fun. That's f. That was level one hundred. Thank you all for listening. If you don't already know, you can find us on the Twitter. You can send us a Twitter tweet at Achievements101. You can subscribe to us on Mixer. Oh, wait. No, no don't sad do that. Face. Don't, do, don't that. do that. Oh, oh, no. Oh, God. Mixer's dead. Oh, God. Subscribe to us on Twitch and YouTube instead. Just look for AH101 or Achievement Hunting 101. Join the Discord. Discord.ah. Wait. Discord. Discord slash AH101. Discord.io nope. slash <laughs> and again. AH101. Do, Do it live. Oh, we're, I'll keep that in. And if you, you really enjoyed your... What the frick? <laughs> <laughs> and if you really did enjoy this show and you can help us with the monies, we greatly appreciate it. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash achievementhunting101. You get cool things. You get your custom emoji in the Discord. You get a custom color. You get extra content. Do it, do it, do it. I will sing your gamer tag if you want. Wow. <laughs> okay, that's a perk. We need like a $100 <laughs> price point for that yeah. one. <laughs> that was beautiful. It's so good. Uh, also, we, we forgot to mention this. If you want to have your your achievements, or God, if you want to have your milestones read, make sure to friend the new the new TA profile ah one hundred one hashtag four six three nine. And if that for some reason doesn't work, you probably either won't. at me or Corey in the Discord, and we'll friend request you so you can accept it because TA is stupid when it comes to these things. And last but not least, please do us a favor. Like and review us on your platform of choice. Please re- give us a five-star review rating on iTunes. Review the show. It's free. It's an easy, quick way that you can really help us out. And like I said, it's free. Everyone's favorite price. All right. We all agree. If you review it, he'll sing our gamer tag. That's awesome. All right, guys. Does not compute. I'm sending a review right now. With that, thank you all for listening. Be sure to check out the game. Keep an eye on the so- on the socials and the discourse for all the information for episode 101 for when we are going live. Thank you all for listening. Class dismissed. Happy 100, and here's to 100 more. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> What up, guys? It's Vulgar. Today we're going to be talking about Radio Squid, the new one from Ranalika Games and Pixel Teriyaki. Pixel Teriyaki made Moki Moki Boy and Super Weekend Mode. If you remember those, I actually really did like Moki Moki Boy. For a puzzle game, thought it was really legit. Had some really good things going for it. Very short. That's kind of the par for the course, right? You can find Radio Squid for $4.99, released June the 17th. It is a twin-stick shooter where you play as a little squid. You shoot different enemies in a screen-warping 
kind of endeavor. So uh, when you shoot all the way off to the left, if there's open space, it will send the projectile uh, back to the right, vice versa, and also up and down. And the game uses this in some interesting ways to uh, have enemies placements to, to kind of watch out for, where you have to shoot all the way up and all the way down and, and go to enemies where there are barriers, because if there's a barrier there, it'll bounce back the projectile, so you kind of have to get to the placement. A lot of interesting things like that. It's interesting, but also it's terrible. So I'm going to lay all my cards out on the table here for you guys. I didn't like Radio Squid. I didn't like it at all. The main reason I did not like Radio Squid is that his own projectiles hurts him. So whenever he shoots, if you get hit by your own projectile, you get hurt. Now you might be thinking, well, that doesn't seem to be too bad. I mean, uh, what's the worst that could happen? But remember that I said that the projectiles bounce back at you? Yeah, they bounce back at you all the time because you're going to be shooting at a fairly constant pace. Uh, you know, one, two, or three shots at a time. And so you have to constantly be monitoring yourself as well as your position in there to make sure that you're not being hit by your own stuff. Most of the time when I died, I didn't get killed uh, because of anything that the enemies were doing, I got killed because there were shots coming from myself that I completely just didn't, I was paying attention to something else, and then I got killed. The shots were coming from myself, by the way, because the radio squid sometimes just fires wherever. Sometimes down, most of the time it's going to be down, and so sometimes it's a real struggle to get the radio squid to shoot where you need him to shoot so there'll be an enemy like off to your right you really need to shoot him but he just decides nah man down man that's where we need to shoot and so now you gotta dodge the projectiles that are being shot there are bombs that you can use which turn things into coins the coins are very useful because they let you upgrade at the end of each level or more likely what's going to happen is resurrect when you die which you will you will die quite a lot in this short journey to a thousand gamer score it didn't take me very long. You'd only have to get to world 3-4. There's other miscellaneous things that you have to do along the way, using those bombs, killing those enemies, picking up coins. Gonna be honest, I didn't really think about it much at all, uh, about what I needed to do to get to that point. All I did was just kill all the enemies on a screen, move on, lather, rinse, and repeat. Uh, there are three worlds, as I said. Each world has four different stages that you can grind your teeth through as you struggle and fight to make it to get to all the gamer score. Thankfully, it's not a long journey. Uh, it took me 33 minutes. I have been looking here. Doesn't seem like there are a lot of other struggles along the way uh, with folks to get to the end there. But honestly, you just shouldn't do it. <laughs> it's not fun. Uh, in that 33 minutes, I swore a storm. Uh, and I just hated it, hated it the whole way through. And I believe if you die, if you don't have any coins and you completely run out, uh, you just have to start all the way back, all the way back again at the beginning of the, the world or the stage. It's frustrating. Don't do it. You don't have to. If you're interested in twin stick shooters, there's a lot of other ones that also have easy gamer score. Have you thought of Inferno 2? It's not amazing, but it's better than this. I think it's about the same price. That's pretty good. I, I just can't in good conscience recommend this. There's nothing redeeming here in terms of the graphics, in terms of the sound. That auto shooting and the controls is just a struggle. A struggle to get to each and every one. 
And even if you do have to, you know, collect the different things to get him to shoot, he's still just shooting at odd times and at rare intervals. And just getting him to do the things that you want is hard, which is frustrating beyond words. I can't recommend this for $5. I couldn't even recommend this on a sale. If you are diehard, if you have $5 that you're willing to just give up so that you can get a thousand more gamer score, hey man, sure, that's your kink. You do what you, man, but ah, oof, eesh, don't. Just, just don't. I'm going to give Radio Squid one dead squid out of ten. I hope that the developer can, you know, I, I mean, let's be honest, they're going to come out with another one in a week. You'll forget about this. I'll forget about this, and time will move on. But, gosh, don't get Radio Squid. Do something better, man. Peace. Hey, everyone. I'm jumping back in here real quick before we get to the rest of the show. I made mention a little bit earlier that we will be doing a special live stream um, well, I want to be, give you a little bit of details on that. The live stream, we will be going live around 8 o'clock-ish Eastern, Eastern time on Tuesday, June 30th. Obviously, that's at night as well, so p.m. Um, as of right now, it'll be everybody on staff. So, me, X, Elroy, Michelle, Waka, L, Nate, Corey, Vulgar, and we might even have one or two special guests. This is going to be a massive live stream. I'm hoping Zoom or Skype or whatever frick that we use can actually hold us all, and this will probably be a few hours, so... Yeah, be sure to ch to check out that live stream. It's going to be great. I cannot wait to do it. I am so excited. If you haven't yet, check out the one year, uh, uh, one year live stream that we did for level fifty two. It's very much going to be similar to that, except more people, and we will be doing a bunch of giveaways. So once again, that is June thirtieth at eight p.m. Eastern. Be sure to check us out on Twitch. Like you heard in the show, Mixer is dead. And I've been doing a little bit of thinking. I might not be streaming to YouTube. Haven't figured that out quite yet. But we will be streaming on Twitch. That'll be the main that'll be the main spot. So come on out. Check out the live stream. You'll get to see all the stuff that I usually edit out, all the mishaps, all the misspeaks and whatnot. And also there'll be a bunch of free stuff to get. Now, one other thing before we get to the rest of the show, I want to I want to talk about real quick. If you're in the Discord, you've seen this already, but we have a survey. Basically, it's just a whole bunch of questions. We're trying to get your thoughts. We want to know what you think. We are trying to improve the show always, not just the show. We're trying to improve better better perks for Patreon. Trying to make the live stream better. Trying to make the Discord better. What do you guys like about the podcast? What do you guys hate about the podcast? The nice thing about this this survey is that it is 100% anonymous. 
we will have absolutely no idea who says what about anything because we don't ask for any personal information. We don't know your email. We don't know your gamer tags. We don't know your IP address. We ha- we ha- we have absolutely no record of being able to find out what you guys say. And the biggest reason we we set it up this way is we want your honest opinion. Every single one of us on staff want to know what you think, and we realize that. You know, sometimes it's a little bit difficult to give your honest opinion and speak openly to friends because if you have something very critical to say, like about anything, it's a little bit hard to say. It's a little bit hard to say, but if you have a little bit amenity, that word, I can't speak English. It's too late. That's what I'm blaming. It's too late. I can't. That's the reason. If you if you know if you're anonymous, you'll be able to, we hope that you'll be able to speak a little bit more open. If you want to say, hey, Fufu, you suck, by all means, go ahead and say that. If you want to say, hey, L, keep singing, you can say that. But please don't fill it out with stupid answers. If you don't have a good answer, just leave it blank. You can, if you don't have any answer, you can leave it blank. That is too. But please fill out the survey you can go to the discord and find it it will be in the show notes and for those of you who have filled it out thank you so much like as the time of me recording this it's been it's only been up for uh 12-ish hours and we've got about 35-ish responses and our private staff room has been non-stop rolling with conversations like oh this is what these people say this is what these people say this is what we think we are very much taking your feedback seriously we want to improve the show and like i said i want to improve the show we want to improve live streams we want to improve the discord we want to improve everything so please whatever it is that you think check out that survey it'll only take a couple of minutes and we greatly appreciate it all right I've spoken enough. I know you're tired of hearing my voice. So, on with the show. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's time for Milestone Musings. Huh. Take it away. What's up, everybody? X the hero, and you already know who, Elroy O'Millionaire J here for a flipped table edition of Milestone Musings. Um, Elroy's the only one that's hosted this segment so far, but uh, he is our guest of honor today. Elroy, everyone already knows why you're here, but why don't you tell him why you're here? Well, I have decided to uh, join the Millionaire Club and, uh, you know, a pretty exclusive club uh, of just 159 people that aren't, you know, disqualified or thrown off a TA and, uh, <laughs> And so I landed somewhere around 160-ish, I would imagine, in the world. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, 160 on the dot, actually. But we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. So okay, if you guys have forgotten what Milestone Musings is, uh, it's very uh, self-indulgent segment, all things considered. <laughs> but we are going to reflect on some of Elroy's history here, which you guys might not know because he has sort of flown to a million really quickly all things considered so yeah i thought well i did call this self-indulgent so i thought maybe we'd start 
off with a little comparison. I don't want to make this all about me. This is all about you. But I thought we'd throw some numbers because, I mean, I like my million. And in some ways, mine's, I don't want to say better, but better stats than yours. And in a lot of ways, yours, yours is stat better than mine. So I thought we'd just well, do, do some comparisons. Well, in fairness, uh, also, for the when we first met and for the longest time, I kind of viewed us as basically the same kind of gamer. So it would be interesting to hear any uh, slight differences. We both pretty much got there as fast as we could and uh, both played a lot of the same games and uh, had the same philosophy. So I'm interested to hear where we differ. Yeah. Um, so we already said you were millionaire number 160 and I was millionaire number 128. Um, if anyone remembers, I hit a million on March 8th and Elroy hit his on June 15th. So that means in 99 days, 32 people became millionaires. Including Blue Thunder. Including Blue Thunder, who was trying to steal your Blue Thunder. <laughs> yeah. But I just thought that was interesting. In um, Stallion first hit his in 2014. So in six years, 128 people did it. And then in three months, basically, 30 more people did. Yeah, it's uh, obviously a lot more common now. So, yeah, it is what it is, right? I did some, some digging and um, all those retro Nintendo games where you could get 600 free points just for... <laughs> browsing the menu i know how excited well you let's were not to... say let's not say free what is it like 5.99 or something or 6.99 per game yeah so they're for, they're five bucks each for the low low price of five bucks you get 600 free points <laughs> and if you played all 17 <laughs> of them that was a free 10,200 points for literally doing nothing uh and it only cost you about 90 dollars <laughs> But uh, start saving. There you go. Yeah, a lot of millionaires popped up after that. I, I think maybe that last ten thousand points was the last hurdle. I I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, here's where things I think get get interesting. And again, this isn't about me. This is all about Elroy. So I was one twenty eight. He was one sixty. When I hit my million, I was TA number two fifty one. When Elroy hit his three months later, he was TA number two forty one. Ooh, Ooh, which is, yeah, pretty close, which is interesting because I've since dropped off. I'm back at like 280 now and you're climbing up, which goes to ratio. Uh, When I hit my million, I had a 1.427 and Elroy, yeah, not too bad. Elroy had a 1.503. Oh man, I fought. I fought like dogs. To keep that. <laughs> I, I I wasn't gonna dip under there. I was. I wasn't gonna be that guy that hits it at one point four nine nine something. You know, I was gonna. So I made sure I saw that TA clear one point <laughs> five million, and then I was like, okay, now back to the crap. So there you go. I just love this fact because the entire time we've known each other other than like the past four months <laughs> you've been the guy at like 1.36 and bragging about it like oh man i went up to 1.37 i'm a uh, you know i'm a gangster now and <laughs> who are you 1.5 i know it's so bizarre <laughs> I, I mean it is truly unusual um i that g test thing just really uh changed the way well, there's a series of events that uh, I really did change my gaming habits in the, in so far this year. I think January was pretty normal and February perhaps, but once it hit March, then the thing got a little serious. And then I started getting these challenges. Uh, Moosh, who uh, challenged me to my belt, and it was a battle of ratio. And so I think I laid down about a four ratio that month, and then 
uh, the last month of the contest, uh, I think I threw down another four ratio. So they, just, yeah, I just started adding up with. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's I, I, when you do that for two months. I guess it's you know a blip on the radar, even when you have as many achievements as, as I did. So <laughs> well, that's interesting that you brought that up because when you hit nine hundred thousand, you were at a measly one point four two ratio. You were tied with me basically at nine hundred thousand. <laughs> so your last hundred k just. <laughs> Block you right up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a, it was definitely a quality, uh, a uh, hundred thousand points there. Um, I would imagine that is probably my best ratio. It might be your best quality. <laughs> yeah. If you could divide it up per a hundred thousand, <laughs> it's probably about at least double of what everyone else, all the other hundred thousands were ratio wise. So that it, might be uh, a fair statement, actually. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 probably going to settle back down uh, you know kind of no more towards you now that uh i'm not forced to play these extreme games i just think it's comical to have that high of ratio as i do at this <laughs> point so i thought you're elroy the low ratio gamer that's your thing <laughs> i know it's just uh, you know so i just thought you know i'll just keep it going for a little bit longer and uh it, it's inevitably going to lower i mean it's that's just who i am and what i do but <laughs> At this point, I'm just kind of enjoying it while while I'm in the blue. Yeah, there I'm, you I'm, go. I'm gonna be in the purple again soon. So. I don't think you'll ever dip back down to the pink. I think you've done enough that you'll yeah. you'll stay in purple. The quantity it would take a it'd probably take them releasing the entire NES catalog and giving 600 <laughs> free points for and, every <laughs> for every nice. hundred something games in the catalog, and that might do it. But yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, um, when we hit it. Back to our comparison stats. I had an 80.1% completion rate, and you had a 74.1. So all things considered, not too terribly off. Yeah, as most of that's probably Windows Phone and, and crappy 360 games I got back when I was <laughs> in Blockbuster, and I just borrowed games, and like, yeah, I don't like it. And I figured it, it might be uh, Student Achievement Factory booted this up. Oh, and that too, yeah, they did that. With got like two, three feature. achievements. Yeah, they did that with several Halo games and FIFA, and yeah. they just get the lowest hanging fruit on there and be move on to the next thing. So yeah, yeah, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> so here's the ones that I actually I thought they were the most interesting stats to be honest. Um, games played, I did it in one thousand two hundred and forty one, and you okay. did it in one thousand three hundred and thirty four, <laughs> which yeah. corresponds perfectly with my higher completion percentage and your slightly lower one couple extra yep. games to get those in. Um, here's the one that I really like. Achievements one. I had 26,382, and you had 24,000. Yeah, you <laughs> had 24,384. Um, so I, I poked around a little bit, and my first, like, 500K, we've talked about this, and I know you have a hard time believing it, was, like, mostly AAA quality games. I say quality with an asterisk, of course. Um <laughs> But with, you know, 40, 50 achievements per, and a lot of your games are 10, 12. <laughs> I never went through that phase. <laughs> uh, if I hadn't messed around with all the Windows phone, I probably, it probably would have been even more insane because most of those were like little 5, 10-pointers. Oh, yeah. yeah, but uh, I thought I should dabble in the Windows phone before it went extinct, and I, I don't know. I kind of wish I hadn't at this point. I mean... I can't get these this crap off my tag, and it's just lowering everything, so I eh, don't know. It's history. That's how I look Man. at it. Yeah. It's history. <laughs> Me booting up Ninja Gaiden and rage quitting on the second level with 
I believe 15 out of 1,000 is, it's history, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I just like that you had much fewer achievements than I did, which I guess that's what happens when they're all 80 and 100 points, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, I can't talk because I played more Neo Geos than you. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, Red Lake, that ain't, that ain't helping. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, one last interesting stat I had. It's probably not all that interesting. I decided on January 1st, I'm playing every day until I get my million. So I hit it on day 68, and then I let my streak die. You hit your million on a 1,044-day streak, which you have continued. Any plans on letting that die? Uh, originally, I was. I originally was going to let it die, and and but that means I'd have to go a whole summer day uh, without playing, and this is like, it, you know, as a fellow teacher, this is like prime real estate for gaming, so it'd be like, eh, just kind of, ah, just letting it die in the summer just seems just unnatural. I don't know, because that's when I'm supposed to score the most points, and so, um, I don't know, I, I guess I'll keep going with it until... Um, I don't even know what milestone to go. I don't want to become beholden to it like some people are, where they've got six, seven-year streaks and, and streaks uh, older than their children. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I want to. I don't know. I, I guess it could probably be a really good present to my wife to let it die. Just uh, maybe, maybe for my anniversary next year. I'll be married twenty years next year. Woo. I know it, and uh, so maybe for, on my twentieth anniversary, I'll let it die. That'll be my wonderful gift <laughs> to her. <laughs> there you go, sweetie. There you go. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, out of comparisons, we're we're done with me. Like I said, this was never about me. I just thought it was interesting. This is all about Elroy from here on out. So, oh, okay. You had mentioned to me that you had an achievement in mind for your one million milestone. Yeah, I didn't want to know what it was, but let me let me give uh, our listeners some insight into our text conversation. Elroy's like, I got one. It's all right. And I'm like, that's all you can <laughs> surely do better. He's like, hmm. yeah, let me reevaluate. You're right. I think I can do better. So I told him to make it something personal and meaningful to him, um, which we'll get to, you know, in, in a minute. But what was your original plan? What was your original milestone you were going to do? Oh, man. I, I'm so glad I didn't go with it. It was so generic and it was so, uh, I don't know. It, it, I, I'm, I'm happy with the route I did go with. But to answer your question, uh, I tried to find a really crappy achievement from a really crappy game because I felt like crappy games was my wheelhouse. It is my wheelhouse. And so there's this crappy game called Frizzy. The controls are terrible. Did you ever play it? I have not played it, but I, I am familiar with it. It's actually one of the lowest scored games on TA. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible. I'm looking at it now. It has a 1.4 yep. uh, star. Uh, it's just bad. You're, it's poorly made. The, the controls are awful. So, of course, I had to play it. And so it has a glitchy achievement. So you'll never get the completion if you're wanting to go and play this game. But... Um, there is a near-in-game achievement, which uh, it was within reach for me because I'm pretty far along in the game. And it is called What an Achievement. Wow. Oh. And then the, the description is a real achievement. <laughs> it's just so generic. It's such a generic uh, uh, achievement on such a bad game. And I thought, ah, there you go. What an achievement. Wow. 
And I just thought it was kind of, well, actually, I'm saying it wrong. It's like, what an achievement! Exclamation mark. Wow! <laughs> All caps. And, okay. uh, well, so I, I thought about that one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm very glad I talked to you out of that one. Yes, thank you. For whatever I, that's I worth to it. you, it's worth a lot to me. And I feel like <laughs> listeners are, and and even like your friends and fault, like, yeah, that wasn't. That wasn't very good, but uh, you know what was good? Flex those muscles, baby! <laughs> oh yeah, flex those I, muscles. I, I I started I started thinking, well, what would be unique to me? And so, if you're in the Discord or if you know anything about me, I I I I'm all about those hashtag gains, and uh, I, I like to get my pump on, and I I like to uh, you know uh, flex my biceps whenever I get a chance. So. Uh, I decided, and when I hit a milestone, whether it be uh, 900,000, 800,000, whenever I hit one of those 100,000 multiples, I always take a picture in front of my screen that I used, and I am flexing in front of it. And so I thought, well, this would be a perfect culmination of what I have uh, accomplished. And so then for the picture, I was thinking, well, I've pretty much done every pose there is now. Uh, So... Um, I, 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 I considered, uh, going shirtless with the luchador, with a luchador mask on, but then I thought, well, some of my kids would see it. And <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't want to draw that kind of attention to myself, but, uh, I did, uh, you know, kind of get everything groomed. I, 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 I did shave the chest a few days prior just so it'd be nice and just big in case. case. Just in case I wanted to go that route, and I thought about uh, putting, uh, you know, I'm sure when you picture me, uh, and all the times we've done video, <laughs> I'm sure you know what my go-to uh, attire is. I sure sense. do. I've commented on it numerous yes, times. Yes, yeah. So I had thought about, uh, I have some pretty ratty wife beaters, and so... <laughs> I thought, well, it might be pretty funny to just rip it off Hulk Hogan style and then have one million on my chest with Sharpie. <laughs> um, and then I thought, no, but I, you know, what? I don't know. I, I decided that uh, it would probably be something that uh, would require two people to do it, and so I'd have to wait for Kelly to get home, and she'd probably really wonder about me. And, and I probably, <laughs> she would have judged you ever so slightly. Yeah, yeah, and I probably would have not been able to keep a straight face doing it in front of her. And um, so ultimately I decided just to go with an anime GIF um, uh, montage. So I took multiple pictures put them together in an anime GIF and, and added a few Easter eggs in there. I was going to say, as, I love that you got the cat in there. Yeah, the cat got in there, uh, both him being needy. And then also uh, on the first picture, you'll see him actually going underneath my arm as I was uh, doing a, a one-armed uh, thingamajiggy. And, and then also the rhino that uh, did all those calories for me was in, the, in a couple of yep, the pictures. Yep, I saw the rhino. <laughs> yeah, the energy saver tag uh, kind of makes a voyage from the TV to to my shirt. Please tell me you uh, didn't put it back on the TV. <laughs> oh, it's back on oh, the TV. No! Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, yeah, there's a couple of Easter eggs there for those of you that have seen all the other pictures. Not that you remember them in, in any way, but those were <laughs> items in them or, yeah, or stuff that's specific to me so um 
yeah, it was, uh, I was really pleased with it. And I'm sure the irony, well, you already commented on the irony of the game. Oh, I did. I'm going to comment even more on the irony. Uh, Okay, well, go ahead. ahead. (laughs) So flex those muscles, undeniably the perfect achievement for Mr. OMJ here. But uh, for those of you who might not know, flex those muscles is an achievement in the game Joyride Turbo, which is a (laughs) 200-pointer Xbox Live Arcade game. And it's a game that has cars in it. Um, And if you know anything about Elroy OMJ, uh, you know that he's all about those hashtag games. And you know that he hates 200-pointers and 400-pointers and hates driving. So I think for you to reach this major (laughs) culmination with with a 200-pointer with cars is just incredible. Yeah, it uh, it definitely, uh, the irony was strong there. Uh, I, I did appreciate your text where you, you were laughing because you saw what I was doing. Yep. You, you saw that I as fired As soon as you this... fired that game up, I was like, oh, <laughs> I mean, I got to go look at the list. You were at 999990. So I'm like, it's a 10-pointer <laughs> in this game. Yes. <laughs> and the only one that's easily, you know, obtained. Like, so I, I don't know that I will ever play this game again. Uh, fortunately, I owned it. I have no idea where I got it. It must have been Games with Gold or something. I think they, they uh, just gave it away for free, actually. It wasn't oh, a, a okay. Games with Gold or a game. It was just, hey, get this for free, because I own it as well. It was, I was kind of dreading. I was like, golly, I got I to gotta pay, I think it's like 10 bucks for this It was game. either like, 10 or 15 It wasn't even a cheap one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I got to pay 10 bucks for this little piece of crap 200-point racing <laughs> game just for this one achievement. I was like, ah, I guess it's the price you pay, but... Ah, I was ready to. I was going to do it, so it lost uh, a sale on me. There you go. <laughs> All right, well, I uh, I did some digging, and I found some cool stats that tie to that. Um, again, you've played, well, when you hit a million, you'd played 1,334 games, and 33 of those feature cars. <laughs> and a lot of those are a stretch, like Monster Jam. Okay, yeah, I get it. It has cars, <laughs> like... Eh. Um, yeah, well, you drive over the cars. Yeah, right? yeah. And then, again, of those uh, 1,334 games, you ready for this? You'll like this number. <laughs> Only 38 of them are non-1K games. Oh, wow. How many of those are Windows Phone? That I didn't check. I just have 38 games <laughs> are, are 200 or 400, with the um, exception to that actually being the Walking Dead games are... 500 and oh, 600 yeah. when they came out but you have 38 games on your tag that are oh, are, are non-1k i would be willing to say that probably a good 20 of those at least are windows phone so again the windows phone i just it's just uh one of those things i I'm, i got that wild hair to go get a windows phone and so uh the stats would be even more one-sided if it wasn't for that so there you go <laughs> all right well that was your last achievement on the quest to a million um, mm-hmm. do you remember your first ever achievement? Uh, you know, I knew you were going to ask me this and I meant to go look this. Up, ah, see, that's cheating. You can't cheat. I meant to. I didn't say <laughs> I did. <laughs> I meant to. And the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, as my memo all said. So, uh, I did not. So I'm going to have to speculate here. And you so take a, uh, take a shot in the dark there. Well, it's got to be from Dead Rising because that, that was the game. That is incorrect. Actually, let me jump ahead a little bit because I was going to say, oh. do you know the first game that you oh. that you actually played, like that you got into and, and actively scored and put hours into? That was indeed Dead Rising. However, but I didn't get any achievements? No, you, you. That's 
Oh, but it was after another game. Right, you had th- uh, I, you had dabbled in some other I think games I know, first. I think I know which one it was. Go for it. Uh, my family was really into the music genre about around the same time. So uh, if it wasn't Dead Rising, it was probably Rock Band, maybe Rock Band 2? That is correct, actually. Ah, yeah. Elroy's okay. first, and I have to say it's his first time-stamped achievement. Okay. But your first time-stamped achievement on the tag Elroy OMJ is West Coast Performer in Rock Band 2 for playing a set on the West Coast of North America on November 21st, 2009. 2009, oh wow. Yeah, I was, I, I had no idea really even what achievement hunting was <laughs> at that point, and I, I didn't even know really how to navigate in, uh, a 360, uh uh, do you, do you at this point know how yeah, to navigate a 360? I've learned a few things, but yeah, I, but I couldn't figure out what it's like. Why do I have to log into this stupid console <laughs> to play it? And and he's like, "Well, you're going to." My brother's explained to me, "You got to use it and all that." And I, uh, I had no idea. I was just baffled by the whole thing. It was taking forever. All we wanted to do was play this game, and we had to set up like four different accounts and all this and that. And uh, so yeah. Uh, I do remember that. So I think he gave it to me. He brought it over. I think around what? What? When was that? What day was that? November twenty first, two thousand nine. Okay, might have been for Thanksgiving then. But he brought it over to me and and gave it to me. Yeah, it may have been an early Christmas present, and and uh, he gave it to me because of Dead Rising. And so we probably wanted to play something on it, you know, just because I had they were all over for Thanksgiving. So that's probably how it all went down. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that. All right. Well, I had said that that was your first time-stamped achievement. Hmm. You, uh, you actually have an offline achievement that appears to have been earned beforehand. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know what that would have been. That would be DJ Hero. <laughs> DJ Hero? No, I didn't have DJ Hero before that. Uh, that came later. That yeah. was, I didn't... I didn't think I had DJ. I still have the mixing board over there, but no, yeah. surely not. Uh, technically, your your first achievement is shout out in DJ Hero for completing any <laughs> mix using a microphone. That's terrible. That is <laughs> what an unglorious beginning. Yep. So oh, either way, Rock Band Two or DJ Hero <laughs> were uh, your origin stories. But yeah, then I'm glad you brought that up because the first game that you actually got into and seemed to actively play on xbox 360 was indeed dead rising in mid-january 2010 there you go yeah so that's about right kind of let it sit for two months and you're like oh let me check this thing out and you've actually talked about dead rising you're like oh it looked like fun and oh yeah i don't know why you sound like bill clinton all of a sudden but (laughs) all right so i'm gonna ask you now a very un elroy question all right what are or actually i should say can you name your top five highest TA games. Oh, see, now, I, I inadvertently Which, made hold on, a... I just want to throw out there that before G-Task, um, <laughs> yep. your top probably 20 were all under 3,000, but... <laughs> I was going to say, I, uh, I believe that I might have a good answer for this because um, I was reflecting on the on this stupid tournament and how it affected everything. And I was like, I wonder how many of my top achievements, how many of my top games are because of this stupid thing. So um, 
I can tell you without a doubt, number one is definitely Rare Replay. Number one uh, is indeed Rare Replay. You have almost 18,000 TA in that game. Yeah, I, I uh, actually played that before. That's the one exception probably on this list that I played before this the contest because I actually... that. That came around around the time I was in the completionist phase, and my brother gave it to me as a challenge. And so I kind of worked away on it and worked away on it. And then I, I think a, an Ask Creed game came out, and I lost interest and never went back. But I did get almost, I mean, I got a lot of it done. So, um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever beat that game. Uh, number number two. Number two. Uh, like number how we worked a, a VSS into this? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see, number two. Uh, shoot. Oh, I know what it is. Number two is Wargroove. Yes, it is. Well because, done. Yes, uh, because that one about drove me crazy, especially with that stupid that fishing, fishing thing. But I, yeah, right, but I remember thinking, wow, this is my highest completion ever. Because... Ooh, I'm actually glad you brought that up. That is your highest ratio completed game. Everything else in oh, your yeah. top five is incomplete. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. The, uh... But I, I knew that that one would really push me over the top, and uh, and it was it was my secret weapon for for the for the contest. So obviously it wasn't enough, uh, but it uh, did. Man, that that was some nice uh, TA on that because it's worth over ten thousand. So or it was at one point. So uh, yeah, that was number two and number three. I believe would probably be Killer Instinct. You are. Are you cheating? Number three is indeed Killer Instinct. Number three. Yeah, I uh, I remember, well, I was popping all the 200 matches. I had them all preloaded. I had loaded all those. Uh, I had a Cronus run in at work back when we were in session at school. And so I let it run for a couple hours, and I kept notes on it. I was really proud of myself. I kept diligent notes of how many matches had been played on every, every character. And so I had them all ready to pop. And, uh, and then I started thinking, you know, man, I've played a lot of games on this, or I've popped a lot of achievements on this, and I was kind of curious if it, you know, how far up on my list it had gotten at that point. So now, for the other two, I'm not sure. <laughs> now, the other two are a little more challenging. I think I have some good suspects. Uh, the Minecraft iOS... Well, hold on. I... Uh... You took out Minecraft. I'm gonna say I took out Minecraft because you you didn't necessarily play those. Yeah. Um, those are, you <laughs> okay. just load up the achievement world and you get them. I have um, okay. I, I'm not ashamed to admit that in my top ten, I think eight of them are Minecraft. Okay. But okay. I again, we we didn't actually play those. Okay. So I didn't right. count so, them. I acknowledge those are four awesome. and five. iOS is four and Android's five. Okay. But great. they didn't involve right. any any actual skill on your end. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> um. I see. Okay, so then I think probably after that would be uh, probably... Oh, I don't know which one would come first. I know Dead Rising 4 on the PC was worth a buttload of points. That but... is number seven if you count the Minecraft, but that's number five on my list. Oh, okay. So and you nailed then... one, two, three. You knew number five was there. You're missing okay, number think... four. All right, I think I know what it is. Uh, I believe... Another game that took a lot of work. It's uh, Runer. Ooh, that <laughs> that's the next one. That's number oh. six. Okay. Um, wait, wait, so number number six? Oh, after Dead Rising Four. I told you I looked at this list. Yep, not yeah, it's, too it's long slightly ago. Runer, slightly lower than Dead Rising Four. Windows Ten. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. I looked at this list like a couple, like, I don't know, right as the contest ended. So uh, it's a little enough. For, oh, man. Which one am I forgetting then? Um, do you, do you want a hint? Uh, yeah. Give me the platform. Uh, well, that should probably be Xbox. Right? Well, yeah, it, it's Xbox. I, I can do a little better than that. It is okay. a Microsoft Studios published game. Microsoft Studios. As in, every time you booted it up, you saw Microsoft Studios on the, the loading screen. Hmm. Did I play it exclusively for G-Test? I think you actually started it beforehand, but you didn't really get into it until G-Task. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm drawing a blank on this one. Uh, I'm sure it's pretty obvious. State. Oh, State of Decay. Oh, yeah. State of Decay. <laughs> Number two. two. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I rediscovered that game. I actually has, had played it uh, like a summer ago or two summers ago, and I just left it alone and forgot about it. And uh, I you know started playing something else, and it just got buried. And apparently the good folks over there have been busy with the DLC because <laughs> when I, I came back to it, there was a buttload of DLC I'd never even heard of, and they all had amazing ratios and and so i got good at that game again and uh and <laughs> kind of did some cleanup but yeah yeah that one i forgot all about that yep there you go that would definitely yeah, that's, be nice. that's not bad you got technically you know five of your or six of your top seven i guess if you count minecraft but uh yeah yeah nicely yeah. done so thank you if your top five highest ta games was very un elroy i think y'all know what's coming next with a very elroy question Oh, no. Your lowest ratio completed game. So I'm not counting ones where you just got the, you know, that first achievement in and you have a 1.000 ratio. Those don't count. Uh -huh. So your lowest ratio completed games. Oh, boy. Um, the best part, three of them are rats. Two of them are not rats. Hmm. Two of them not rats. Uh, let's see. See, this seems like that one game uh, uh, that I had with y'all. Uh, which one's higher and lower? Yep, and, uh, yep, yep. That's actually what inspired this. This is, people listening, this will mean nothing to you, but uh, I delayed recording for about five minutes so I could compile this very question. Because I'm like, how did I not think of this? It's so Elroy. Uh, yeah, you had to uh, definitely just look up the lowest ratio, ratio games on TA, and just, I'm sure I played them all. So. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, well, I know one rat was got to be uh, Jack and Jill. That is indeed your second lowest ratio game at 1,006 TA. <laughs> All right. So that one is... Um... There's one lower than that, which wow. surprised I me. That was, I thought that was the lowest one. As uh, did I. Let's see. So there's got to be one that's... Uh, let's see. What would be... Because when I did it, I don't think... Some of these visual novels were out yet, so um, is any of them a visual novel? One of them is, yes. Okay, so is that that Midnight uh, Deluxe or whatever, Midnight Whisperings? <laughs> I forget the name of it. I don't even midnight. know what you're talking about. Okay, it's probably not that Also, one. I think Midnight Deluxe is a game, and that is not a visual novel. Okay, well, this is the one where you where you like are secretly trying to bang your grandma or something like that. Oh, that's a winter's daydream, which oh, there surprisingly is not in the bottom five. <laughs> okay, I can't remember what that was. Um, let's see. So if it's not that, then um, is it one of the, is it one of the Japanese import games? It is not. Okay, so 
visual novel knocked one of those. It's got to be Blind Man. That's the one. That is your fifth, okay. fifth lowest at 1,007 TA. Okay. Yeah. And now for the other ones, geez, what is it? Three left? I haven't three left. Yet. One of them is the lowest game on TA, apparently, at 1,005. And then you have a hmm. 1,006 and a 1,007. Any guesses? We could drag this out all day with you. <laughs> shouting off games but do you have any any legitimate guesses well i know super weekend mode was uh often panned as like the easiest game but i actually think it was a little more i actually had a people. hell of a time with that one yeah that's that's not here okay um oh uh, oh 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 rush rover uh i you're on the right track it's not that one but it's okay. the same kind of game i believe oh yeah, I can't think of it. Is Avatar the other one that's not? No, surprisingly, Avatar is 1,008 TA and is not in your bottom five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I got nothing. All right. Your lowest ratio completed game is Deep Space Rush. Oh, With yeah, 1,005. Yeah. You got Jack and Jill DX at number two with 1,006. Can Androids Prey Blue? Oh, gosh. Forgot number three with also uh, 1,006. And then number four is ACA Neo Geo World Heroes Windows 10 <laughs> with 1,007 TA. Oh, okay. That's well, the that's one nice where little... you, um, you booted up the fat guy and you just kicked with him and everybody just walked into your kicks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a classic. Yeah. All right. Well, you did much better with your high ratio than your low ratio, so <laughs> I don't know what that says about you, but maybe you, you need to reevaluate <laughs> some things here. Yeah, first on the mind. <laughs> All right, my personal favorite part of, um, well, the one that you quizzed me on and I'm about to quiz you on, some All achievement right. trivia. So oh boy. I'm going to give you the name of the achievement, and then you got to tell me what game it came from. If you need a hint, I can give you the description of the achievement. Oh, yeah. Yep, you know how it goes. You, oh, you, yeah, you it invented on. it, so. Uh, <laughs> as always, I'll, I'll start you off with an easy one. The achievement is called Time Lord. Time Lord, that's uh, that's going to be from one of those 8-bit 4 games. It doesn't matter which one, just all of them. Uh, that is an acceptable <laughs> answer, actually. Um, I'm only for stopping using, time. I'm only, it is, actually, for stopping time. I'm only using games that you've earned between 900,000 and 1 mil, just FYI. Okay, so that narrows it down to about four of those games. Yeah, so pretty much. <laughs> time time Machine or, or Lost Artifacts this, Lost Artifacts that. Actually, the one yeah. that I did was Lost Artifacts Time Machine specifically because you were just oh, playing that go. one. All right. Okay. Let's, uh, right on. let's move on. The achievement is called Perfect Golem King. Perfect Golem King. Uh, oh, is that's um, that was from um, Moonlighter. Yes, it is. You're two for yeah, two so was, far. Yeah, I remember because uh, I was trying to. The only reason I got that was is I had when I woke up the morning of this past Monday when I got the one million. I had like the worst, like it was like nine hundred ninety seven thousand, you know, four hundred thirty three. It was like, you know, it was off, and so I needed a two point achievement. And so Moonlighter has all achievements that end in twos or mm -hmm. for the most part. Yep. And so I had to go find the next one in that, and it was for uh, the one I ended up getting was for getting to the golem level three uh, ten times. And so uh, golems, uh, that was the only thing that was fresh <laughs> in my mind with golems in them. Well, I was so I was hoping you weren't going to get this one because the achievement's called Perfect Golem King, and the description is Perfect Golem King. <laughs> Secret. Secret. 
But you got it. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, aim for the head with an exclamation point. Aim for the head. Oh, that could be a number of games. Sure uh, could. All right. What's the description on this one? Defeated a zombie. Defeated a zombie. Oh, okay, I wasn't expecting that. Um, really? Aim for the head? Well, I, I was expecting something a little more specific, I should say. Uh, aim for the head. Uh, suit. Man, I've only played a couple of zombie games. Maybe like ten. That's t- way too generic for State of Decay or anything Dead Rising. <laughs> so it's got to be one of those little crappy uh, zombie games. Uh... You're on the on the right track with your thought process. Yeah, I just don't remember any zombie games that I've played in particular in the last 100,000. Um, give up? Yeah, I give up on that one. Outbreak Epidemic. Oh, shoot. I, yeah, that one was so <laughs> quickly out of my brain. I couldn't get that last achievement on that one. I saw you. Me. Yeah, you have 900 on that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I just have this... Where you have to survive for so long or your, something like your that. Your muffed completion there. Yeah, oh yeah. And I just, I got so frustrated with that when I just moved on. <laughs> All right. This is, I think, actually my favorite achievement that I'm asking you just because of the name. Because Leet1337 is too mainstream. Oh, shoot. I know this one. I used to. Uh, what's the description on that one? Uh, well, because 1337 is too mainstream, the description is kill 1338 pink crawlers. Pink crawlers? Uh, oh, 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 that's got to be, uh, it came from outer space, ate our brains? That is it. It came from space and ate our brains. <laughs> yeah, you're okay. You're doing quite well, actually. I'm. You're doing better than me. I remember those little pink crawlers, man. All right. I, uh, I tried to make them more obscure and difficult as we went on. So <laughs> this one is called Speed Mode. <laughs> Speed Mode? Um, what's the description on that one? Beat speed mode. You jerk. Um, <laughs> speed mode. Uh, the only ones that I, well, for those of you that, I, I hate speed achievements. I, I hate them. I hate them. I hate and them. I, I hate them as well. Yeah, that's my description. Uh, I, I give speed achievements the achievement of hate, and the description is I hate them. And so... I the only game that I possibly did a speed run in was probably Blazing Chrome, and ah oh, dang, and man that one, oh man it was so bad. It was like and that one I had to get it under forty minutes, and I had this hell of a run going, and I ended up doing forty minutes and eleven seconds. Oh. It, it about broke me, but I <laughs> I immediately booted the game right back up because I knew I would never go back and do it if, after that if I didn't do it right then. And I got it that time, but um, let's see. That's the only speed achievement that I remember really doing. And the, oh wait, no, 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 no. Uh, Runer. I think there was a speed mode in Runer. Uh, there might be, but ah oh, dang. Um, no, I don't know on that one. That was so generic. Retro tanks. Oh shoot! You don't actually have to beat speed mode. You just have to beat level yeah, fifty in speed mode. Yeah, oh, that was actually a little bit challenging, man. That thing was moving fast. It's a not at all a ripoff of that other tank game that is the exact same thing. I had tanky tanks. There was like a hard mode. I think I had a hell of a time with that one. Yeah, this one. Yeah, retro oh, you tanks know what? I didn't play retro tanks. Thing. It was tanky tanks. Yeah, tanky tanks. Yep. It's, 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 it's the same game. It's the same developer, just a different skin. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> all right, they took a, took a little page from Eight Floor there. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> All right, here's your next one. Buoy o buoy, like buoy, like a floating thing. Buoy o buoy. Ah, uh, that's probably Gang Beast. Sure is. Well done. Climb to yeah. the highest section of the buoy on the buoy stage. Yeah, I got a muff completion on that one too, man. There's this one achievement where you have to climb inside a truck and then get back on the roof. I've been all over that truck, man. If you scan that truck, they need to wash that truck because I got handprints all over that thing. <laughs> I climbed inside that thing, back on top of that thing, lay down on it, climb back in. I mean, I can't get that achievement to pop. It's known to be glitchy, but good Lord, man. <laughs> yeah, I like that game other than that achievement. Oh, I have a muff completion in that one as well because I can't throw somebody out of the damn wrestling ring. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew some people had problems with that one too. I think Rocker had a problem with that one too. Well, I actually thought this one would stump you. I thought you'd uh, take the totally reliable delivery service or human fall flat route. Mm. But nah, but there's did. no buoys in those. Well, you don't know because you've never actually played well, them. I played, <laughs> no, I played. Uh, um, oh, did you say moving out or did you say totally reliable delivery service? Oh yeah, I don't know. And human fall flat. You just let Walker. Right you're right. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That would so you good. wouldn't know if there's a buoy. <laughs> you're right. You're right. All right. Our next one, we got C-C-C-Combo. I mean, uh, everything in me is saying Rare Replay, but um, <laughs> that's probably the obvious answer, uh, or Killer Instinct, because it's probably playing on that. What's the description of that one? Get a hit streak over 200, then use a skill move. Wow, that's, uh, that's a nice little hit streak. I, I, yeah, I got nothing on that one. All right, that would be Dead Rising 4, Windows 10. Really? I didn't realize there was a achievement for that. Yeah, it oh. also exists in Dead Rising 4, but you earned that <laughs> before 900,000. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that one. Okay. Yeah. I Hit streak one over 200 and use a skill move. Uh, inadvertent, got that one. <laughs> All right, next one's a little obscure, but then you'll probably get it as soon as you get the description. <laughs> um, the achievement's called Serious Business. Serious Business. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna. I definitely need a, a description on that one. Play fifty couch matches with friends. Secret. Oh man, I don't have any friends. Uh, I know, so I know you didn't earn this one legit. <laughs> fifty couch matches. Uh, with friends. It's gotta be one of these party games. I did. Is it? Uh, let's see. Which ones did I run for? G tests. Uh, Narwhal. Or Starwall. Uh, let's see. Uh, 50. Uh, Nidhogg. Um, 50 couch matches. Uh, shoot, man. Brawl out? It is Brawl out. Is it? Yeah. Dang, all right. I was just going through my head all these uh, couch games here. Okay. Well done. Well done. Thank you, man. I was about to give up on that one. All right. Um, <laughs> you're going to get this one right off the bat, but uh, I just wanted to throw it in here. Choo choo 75%. Choo choo 75%. Yup. <laughs> I hope you get this one. Oh, that's, uh, that's from that stupid uh, choo choo game. That's uh, the, the, Japanese, uh, the Japanese visual novel, right? For yeah. 70. Choo Choo Love, Muv Love, or something like that? You're... No, Chaos Head Love Choo Choo. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, the title's not important, but yeah, it's uh, that was a visual novel. You get 75% of the extras or whatever. Yeah, I remember that one. And the description is, 
ゲーム中の CG を 75% 見た If you didn't catch that, the description is ゲーム中の CG を 75% 見た Which translates yep, roughly yep. to、uh, watch 75% of CG in the game. <laughs> that was not well done. <laughs>、oh、And、uh, your last one. All right. Calorie score 10,000. Calorie score 10,000. Well, my, my plush rhino over there would be very upset <laughs> with me if I didn't get that one because、uh, why 10,000? He did 200,000. And that was, yeah, so that's got to be、uh, Your Shape Fitness 2012. Oh, wait,、nope. unless they're different games. It's, it's Your Shape Fitness your shape? Evolved? That's exactly what I just said. Okay, I, I misheard you then. <clears throat> are, they, are they two different games? <laughs> yeah, they're actually、oh, two I, different、yeah. games. I mean, I didn't give them to you. <laughs> yeah, I ran the calories on both. <laughs> For Bernie? Actually, yeah,、oh, actually, that's, yeah, because the ones in 2012 all have to do with belts. So, yeah, I, should, I was actually incorrect because it's like black belt. Black belt, two stripe, brown belt. They get belts in 2012. So,、ah. yeah, you're right. I mean, I would have said you're close and then you would have come up with it. So, you're probably right. You're fine. You're fine. I had to end on that one, though. Calorie score 10,000,、yeah. burn 10,000 <laughs> calories. Those games, man. <laughs> All right. Well, we are almost at the end of our milestone musings, but, um, well, I went through, I did what you did, and I compiled、mm -hmm. the dates that you reached all of your 100,000 gamer score milestones. Ooh. And, uh, Well, which, which gap do you think was the quickest? Which blank to the next hundred? Oh, man, that's got to be 500 to 600. Holy crap, how do you do it? Yes, it is. I can tell you exactly why.、Uh, that's fresh in my memory uh, because uh, that was the finals of GTAS 2017, I guess it was. 2018, that was the、yeah. one that I got,、yeah. I got gypped、yeah. out of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the one. And so I made the. Uh, finals that, that year, and、uh, in the semifinals, that was where all the action was at. And I、um, I popped 500,000, that was called the Hero of the Tribe, because at that point I was the last one in the community, other than the obvious redemption.、Uh, I was the last one back then, I was the only one in the community left in the contest. And so I, I popped Hero of the Tribe, it was worth 500 gamer score. and In、uh, the game Brave, and that was my 500,000th achievement. I remember and, that one actually. Yeah, and so I popped that.、Um, I, I hurried up and did it right before the semis started so that I could, you know, focus on just scoring an absurd amount of points and get it, you know, have a blank slate. And so that week that followed, if you still look at my best days ever, I, I believe that probably in the top 10, probably. A good five or six of them were like all lumped from that one week. It was like from basically、uh, Thanksgiving through December 4th or something like that. And、uh, that's like, <laughs> if you go look at my,、uh, my best days, that's what it'll show. And I, I recently、uh, beat my best day. And so that's why I had looked at that. And I, I was I shocked、know. to see that so many of my best days were still <laughs> from that time range. And so that had to be in the fastest. All right. Well,、yep. you, are, you are absolutely correct.、Um, you hit 500 on November 29th, 
and then you hit 600 on February 8th. So it took you 71 days to go from 500 <laughs> to 600. That's yeah, about right. And uh, for, for those of you who are wondering what in the world, um, that was because my strategy for that contest, it was all based on just total TA. So the rats were actually worth 1,000. So they, they were worth a lot more than they were in this iteration. And so... I made a decision in January that I would save all the easy games. So I literally sandbagged from January all the way up to that week, saving all the games like spaghetti splatter. I think uh, that was spiral splatter. (laughs) No, that one's actually, I think, is that the one that was more challenging? Yeah, I, I, I didn't finish that one. Yeah, but there's all kinds of games. Maybe not that one, but oh boy, I had all kinds of games that I just that all took like under an hour, and I I just unloaded that week, and it got me in the finals. But uh, that's that's how I was able to do it so fast. So. All right. Do you yeah. want to take a guess on second place? Your first place was that one. Seventy-one days, five to six hundred. Ah. Uh, 900 to 1 million was pretty fast. That's probably number two. Well, in fact, 800 to 900 and 900 to 1 million are both 101 days. Oh, wow. Which is interesting because, you know, Achievement Hunting 101 and 101 (laughs) Days and both of them. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I did that on purpose. Totally. Yeah, Yeah, and... But that was, again, because of the stupid G-Test, uh, you were forced. I mean, I, I think I might have mentioned it a few times, how stupid that contest is. <laughs> Just a few and, hundred yeah, thousand. Yeah, a few times. And so uh, I, I had to score that much. So, uh, I, But it was all TA, so it's interesting that it actually had gamer score correlation with it because <laughs> uh, a lot of those games, you're just not making a lot of you know, gamer score. You're just getting a bunch of high-ratio stuff, so... Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah, I, I like that actually. One hundred and one for both of them. So, huh? do you want to take a gander on your slowest, oh, your gosh. longest gap between hundred thousand milestones? Probably zero to one hundred thousand. Um, <laughs> I wasn't an achievement. Well, I I didn't count that one. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I was just saying that one. That one technically, I think, you're right. Yeah, 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 you're right. That one probably would have taken several years uh, because i literally had wasn't a well, I, mean, I didn't you know started, what I was doing started late 2009 early 2010 and you got your first hundred thousand in february 2017 <laughs> yeah, so we, we don't count that seven year one <laughs> yeah, okay, but your longest seven... one as an achievement hunter um well I, I like to think i keep getting better at this so um probably it's got to be one of those first ones 200 to 300 or yeah yeah uh, let's see 200 to 300. 200 to 300 is your second longest. Oh, 100 to 200? (laughs) Is actually your um, third quickest, 100 to 200. Oh, for real? Yep. Okay, okay. Um, So I guess it's got to be the one right before that, or or 400 to 500. Oh, you you skipped one. (laughs) (laughs) 300 to 400? 300 to 400 was 256 days. Huh. Okay. See, I think I used to try harder at work. And so what happened there was uh, I would, I used to actually take the spring off because it's my busiest time of the year. So probably that's, it was around that. Actually, yeah, you hit 300 in November 9th, 2017. And then you Uh didn't hit 400 until the next summer, July 23rd, 2018. See? Yeah, see, I used to take the the springs off because I have like coaching and I have yearbook and I have all these responsibilities at work, and so I actually used to prioritize that. And <laughs> and uh, who, then I wait till the you? summer. Who were you? Yeah, I yeah, I used to be a, a good employee and I used to you know try harder. So 
Um, yeah, so that's that, that explains that. Yeah, I I just thought that was that was kind of interesting. Yeah, um, yeah one hundred two hundred was your was your third third quickest. It's because probably I discovered there's all these games out right. there, and I, I, and I had buy all them all. Yeah, just uh, so many. There was a f- just blank slate ahead of me. So yeah, but now it's a little more challenging, even though they're constantly coming out with new games for it. Yeah. All right. Well, I have the most Elroy question I could think of to end this milestone musings. All right. What you got? Okay. Out of all your completed games, you have 630 completed games. How many of them are under a 1.1 ratio? (laughs) That is awesome. That is the most Elroy question I could think of to end. Oh, I like that. 630 completions. How many, and we're only counting completed games, are under 1.1 ratio? Okay. So we're probably got um, 66 rats. (laughs) Um, I think it's. I think the completed stack of rats is like sixty-eight thousand ish. So I think Whew. probably sixty-six of those are probably automatically qualified. Then you add in the ACA stack, and then just the random assortment of the parks and uh, <laughs> avatars, and uh, you know, you know the ones. And I'm gonna say, ooh. That's got to be close to half. I would say, uh, man, well, let's see, in the panel, the answer 398 did me well, so let's try that again. That's that's too high. Although, okay. weirdly enough, um, you said 398. Your completion, like the, the percentage of games that are under 1.1 is 39.5%. See, that's what I thought you asked. <laughs> yeah, thir- <laughs> 39.5% of your completions are under 1.1. <laughs> but yet my ratio is 1.5 it's an anomaly if you were really good at math you you would come up with the number but uh oh, so, uh 180 i don't know what kind of math you're doing 249 <laughs> okay of your 630 completions 249 of them are under 1.1 <laughs> And that number is going to grow by the day, my friend. Yeah, I think I'm about to wrap up and add a plus one to that with this one I'm playing right now. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Tayamamari or something? Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Well, that's all I got. Hopefully you had fun. I had fun. Hopefully listeners had fun. Yeah, and uh, this uh, it was nice to be on the other side of the mic for a change. Uh, Um, speaking of being on the other side of the mic, uh, if your name is, you know, if you want to be in the next milestone musings, just want let one of us know that you would like to, especially if your name's P Tart and you're trying to get your 500 completion finished so that we can actually do this, uh, then that would be a really good thing to do. Uh, so, so especially people named P Tart that are working on 500 completions and who have already requested to be on milestone musings about five weeks ago, um, <laughs> Go ahead and uh, let us know that you would like to be on here and you can get your own self-indulgent segment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Elroy, congratulations again. Well, thank you. Thanks for calling on, on the occasion. Of course. You called me. Yeah. It was only right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hopefully you, hopefully you enjoyed listening to me and Elroy ramble again. That's what we do a lot. <laughs> 
Yeah, we seem to enjoy it. Hopefully, you seem to enjoy it. <laughs> right on, man. All right, see you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for a very sequential segment with everybody's favorite educators, X the Hero and Elroy OMJ. Love that guy. What's up, everybody? Since you just heard the VSS music, and since it's level 100, and since it's stated in the show notes, you already know what this episode's about, so I'm not going to attempt to keep things a mystery. But on this very special episode, which is probably gonna be the last of its kind, since achievement values become kind of rarer and more obscure after 100, I'll leave it up to you to decide if that's a good thing or a bad thing, Elroy and I are gonna reflect on our gaming history and talk about our favorite 100-point achievement. So, Mr. Plant Butcher, how are you? <laughs> oh man, um, doing a little better now. You know, the it's been several days since the incident outside the the, the shrubbery. Uh, um, yeah, that uh, those of you in the Discord know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, I appreciate all the uh, friendly pruning tips that I received uh, after the fact of me <laughs> pruning. I'm more, uh, uh, <laughs> more fond of the not-so-friendly pruning tips. <laughs> yes. Uh, Shout-out to Smitty, who asked <laughs> if, I had used, uh, if I had used fire in my pruning techniques. And then what was the other one? I forget. <laughs> um, AZ Mongoose said Elroy had to destroy those plants, because that was the only way your wife was going to let you do another G-Task. You are not <laughs> yeah. allowed to do yard work. Indeed. So... Yeah, um, those of you that have no idea what we're talking about, uh, just go check the Discord. Look for uh, pruning is your key search term. Yeah, I feel I like if believe. you search pruning, you won't get anything. I don't <laughs> yes. think we've ever said that before. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, man. So how are you, man? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I can't complain. I had my, well, by the time this airs, it'll have been a couple days, but one year anniversary was yesterday. And, you know, I believe Ooh. about a year ago. You ruined <laughs> ruined the big surprise. You're like, oh, marriage is easy. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty good so far. All right, well, cool, man. Still no kids, so no. Still we we it, got huh? two cats. I, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something. Yeah, we got at least six more years before that issue pops up again. Oof. Good luck. Good luck, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> but wait, we actually we have a surprise guest joining us this week. Uh, uh, Mister Chewy on Ice is with us. Chewy, how oh. are you? Oh, I'm brilliant, blokes. The Scottish weather's a load of bollocks, but we get by. Also, I have a bit of a cold, so I'm going to be brief, I tell you. Brief, I say. Brief, Chewy, this week. Okay. Thanks, Chewy. Yeah, All right. thanks for that. All right. So, uh, <laughs> well, Elroy, do you you want to start us off with your number um, three? Well, I would start off with the number three, but I thought... Uh, it'd be kind of fun, given that this is uh, the 100 uh, VSS that you and I, you know, we're, we're teachers, right? Uh-huh. So, and so I thought I'd have a teacher-centric thing in that, um, you know, the standard uh, grading skill on an assignment is 100 points, um, unless you're one of those weirdos that uses that five out of five thing. Is that, no? Maybe? I don't know. I use 100 points. Yeah, 100 points. Yeah. And so... Uh, so here's your 100-point quiz. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so 
That's only one question. And I just thought it was fascinating. And I didn't include this game on my top uh, <laughs> list. So I just wanted to mention it. So, Goat Simulator. Oh, oh yes. we have lots of goats in bloody old Scotland. <laughs> well, Goat Simulator has 2,375 gamer score and 85 different achievements. But did you know there is two of them that are actually 100 pointers? And I couldn't figure out why they chose these two. So do you have any idea any of the two achievements in Goat Simulator and DLCs that are worth 100 gamer score? You know, I... I... Not off the top of my head, I'm not going to be able to get them, but while looking for my own 100-pointers, I did actually stumble on those, and also okay. wondered why these are worth 100 points. The, <laughs> yes, one, the one's like collecting all the things, I think, and the other is something completely Flappy. random. Oh, no, no, I, I was thinking ones that should be worth 100 would be oh, like oh, the, oh. the Flappy flappy Goat, given oh, that God. that's the hardest achievement in the game. In the and- world. Maybe like uh, <laughs> any of the in-game achievements, um, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, collecting all the statuettes for sure should have been a hundred. The golden goats, but uh, no, they actually chose. Uh, I can't really pronounce. <laughs> yep, one I know which one them, you're talking about. But it's when you go into space, and so uh, that one you have to drag the thing out in the middle of the cornfield, and then you get sucked up into the UFO, and then you. Get zapped out, ejected out in outer space, uh, fully probed, and all that good stuff. But it's uh, the achievement Rimskip I Rimden. <laughs> and then the other one is uh, in the DLC that makes fun of MMOs, and it is the Elf Street Boys. So, where you uh, get them together to sing and you sing with them, there's like, a, I, I don't know, that you, you the description is Bob with the choir. Why a goat is buying, I don't know. <laughs> Seems like that would be uh, it's more of sheep a sheep, simula- <laughs> sheep simulator, but I digress. But anyway, I just thought it was interesting that those are the two 100-pointers in Goat Simulator. You know, I, I've been to space because I'm a Wookiee. <laughs> Thank you, Chewie. Anytime, oh. bloke. <laughs> well, I guess I'll just continue with my number three. Hey, number that's three. a good idea, chap. I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, before I do that, again, man, I'm just messing up the flow here. I do have a disclaimer, so here's my (laughs) disclaimer. Many of my favorite 100-pointers come from a who's who who of games old Elroy could weave a yarn about. The bad news is that I pretty much have, and in some cases, more than once. Thus, I did not include any memorable, memorable achievements or games that I have talked about at great length in any previous segments, which is a lot of different segments. This immediately knocked out several worthy achievements, notably Twinking Tactician from Wargroove, for getting 200 stars, which is my third highest ratio achievement I have, and one that took a very long time to obtain. I will not be speaking about the grind to get 199 stars and how sick of fishing I got to get that 200th star. In addition, there are several achievements from Dead Rising 4, most notably Biter's Remorse for beating Blackest Friday difficulty and cosplay for beating Capcom Heroes story mode, which are among my favorites, but I don't think the audience wants me to discuss Dead Rising 4 for seemingly the fourth or fifth straight week. <laughs> Other omissions include Train Sim World, Runner, Xbox Fitness, Smoke and Sacrifice, that's the one where you milk a ghost, Gato Robato, Pirates of First Star, and Video Ball. Vi- vi- video Ball. You like <laughs> Video Ball because it's Video Ball. It's Video Ball. You will have to peruse the archives to find out about all these fine titles. There you go. That was my disclaimer. Whew. 
So, Elroy, yep. do you want to start <laughs> us off with your number three? <laughs> well, bef- no. Oh, my God. Number three. <laughs> number three. <laughs> number three. Alright, so my first one, I decided I'd actually choose a single achievement here with Alvastia Chronicles for the achievement Best Brother Ever. You get this achievement for earning the true ending. It has a 3.22 ratio. Alright. Uh, have you played Alvastia Chronicles? I have not, but I, I own all the Chemco games, so... Oh yeah. Well, someday, this one, uh... someday I will play that one. <laughs> okay, well... That's I the one that's on was... Game Pass, right? Yeah, game yeah, that's the only reason you played games it. Okay. Of gold or something. Yeah, I figured. Well, it was worth extra points for pretty much little work and you know that contest, blah blah. Now, uh, so what will I remember about this achievement and or game? So the whole game builds upon this sexual tension, which is weird since it's like a you know JRPG between. That's what all JRPGs are. Oh, is it? I I don't really play them. <laughs> so it was between the Princess Elmia. And her protector dude, Alan. Ooh. So Alan, that handsome hunk of pixels, is some kind of mute for some reason. And Elmia, 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 I don't know, enables him because she like keeps speaking on his behalf. So for example, um, Alan runs up and I guess he sounds like Kenny from South Park or something like that. He's like, <laughs> and then Elmia is like, Alan says... Why don't we just go and kill them all or something? And, you know, she like speaks for him. I don't know if that's what he's actually saying, but um, I don't know. He never disagrees that. that well, I don't know. Anyway, it's kind of a thing. Now, I think you're supposed to root for them like ending up together, but there's a slight problem because they are brother and sister. So oh, oh, I know a couple of people who did that. <laughs> the names were, were Luke and whatever Luke's sister's name is. Uh, Leia, right? Luke, Leia, and and they're both Skywalkers, and and they they totally hooked up in the back of my Millennium Falcon. Oh, good to know, yeah. Thank you, thank you, uh, Chewie. Appreciate that. of course. (laughs) So, this whole game, they, like, long for one another, and they keep getting in these intimate situations, but are interrupted seemingly before they can consummate this thing. So it's kind of their fi- the feel-good, will-they-or-won't-they incest story of the year. And then also complicating things is that everyone around them seems cool with it. So like uh, you hang out with this other couple, and, and neither one of them drag them aside and be like, you know, like, hey, Ellen, bro, man, you, you know y'all's babies would have like some massive <laughs> birth defects, you know? Like you might not want to do that, man. And But no, everyone supports their, you know, flirtatious, incestuous relationship. Everyone's just cool with it. I don't know. But in the end, it turns out the dude can actually talk. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and not I'm, I'm not, I'm not really sure why, but something got intense and he did, he's learned to talk all of a sudden. It's amazing. And then also, they're not actually related. Spoiler alert. Well, Even though they grew up together so as siblings. So they grew up together as siblings. So I guess they'd be like adopted children or something. So, you know, no birth defects, but still pretty sick. Yeah. Um, so you said this is a JRPG. Are you sure it's not like a, a G, <laughs> a GRPG, or like uh, an ARPG? Well, I, I don't know what any of those are, but I can tell you that Fufu oh, Cuddly well, Poof. A, a GRPG <laughs> is a Georgia role playing game, and an ARPG is an Alabama <laughs> role playing game. Both of which feature gratuitous amounts of incest. <laughs> well, Fufu Cuddly Poof says it's just like Game of Thrones, so it's you know. Yeah. 
his his recommendations of things that are similar to other things is on point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> number three. Okay. Well, my number three goes to Dadliest Wardrobe from Octodad, Dadliest Catch. So <laughs> you get this achievement. You've played this game. Yeah, that's a good one. I have too. No, you haven't. Shut up, Chewy. Oh, all right. <laughs> Uh, but you get this achievement for collecting all the ties in the game, which there's the game's collectibles. Um, mm-hmm. Three in every level, blah, 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 boring collectibles, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I chose this one for two reasons. Well, I mean three, really. It's 100 points. But the second is that I really actually like collecting ties in real life. I have a bunch of ties. My wardrobe, <laughs> uh, it's 90% black shirts and pants and 10% very dark colored shirts and pants. But I also like hmm. a splash of color to stand out a little bit. And when I wear, like, t-shirts, I, that's pretty easy to do, you know, get a splash of color on a t-shirt. But when I'm at school, it's a little trickier because we have to dress professionally, and not mm. dressing professionally is a fireable offense at my school. So, Whoa. yeah, seriously. Um, shirt, tie, <laughs> um, khakis. You should see some of, some of what my colleagues wear, my God. Ah, shoot. Well, my favorite is that we can't even wear sneakers. We have to wear, like, dress shoes what? every day. Hmm. Yeah. Do you find that the uh, the goth students are gravitate towards you? No, because I, I don't act goth, if that makes sense. <laughs> I, I think everyone knows I'm quite happy and bubbly um, on the outside anyway. But uh, no, I just... I just <laughs> Whoa, that took a dark turn. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of darkness up in my head. Have you listened to my lyrics? But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I've always been more comfortable wearing black clothes. That's what I do. Hmm. But... Uh, yeah, seriously, we can get fired for wearing sneakers to school. Just just want to throw that out there. But hmm. yeah, so I can't wear t-shirts <laughs> with my splashes of color. So I do that at school through my ties. Obviously, that's you know how this all ties together. Get it? <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thanks. Um, but yeah, I have ties in pretty much every color, and I coordinate them quite well with my black on black or black on dark purple or black on maroon or dark mm-hmm. gray on black. And yeah, I have, I have bright ties in it it makes me happy and splash of color <laughs> so there's that but um i said i chose this for two reasons well three mm-hmm. again 100 points and ties and the third one uh longtime listeners might actually remember this reason because i've mentioned it before i'm curious if elroy remembers my octodad <laughs> story yeah I, i've slept a few times <laughs> um I'm sure it'll come back to me as soon as you start saying it, okay. maybe. So, before anyone wants to, like, criticize me for repeating things, you know, I, I think <laughs> this one, I think this one bears repeating, so. Uh, anyway. Was it like a year ago or so? Yeah, it was a long time ago, so. Oh, okay, okay. Back in 2015, uh, it, it's a fun story. Back in 2015, I got my first long-term sub-teaching position. I was a gifted teacher, and I was quite happy being a gifted teacher for my first LTS. It was pretty cool. Uh, one day, the superintendent just calls me down. He's like, hmm, we, uh, yeah, we're, we're giving your job to another teacher because there's another teacher that's always wanted to be a gifted teacher, so we're giving it to her. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, who is it? Can I just, can we just switcheroo? I can have her job? And they're like, well, we could, except this teacher is a reading specialist, and you're not reading specialist certified, so we can't just swap your positions, so therefore we have to let you go and we're going to hire a new reading specialist. So thank you, Pocono Mountain. I really, that, that was great. <laughs> that made me feel very valued and appreciated. But uh, 
You know, obviously I wasn't happy about that. So Kelsey, she's great. She, in her attempt to cheer me up, decided to buy the game that we'd just been looking at because it was ridiculous and that game was Octodad. So I imagine her thought process was something simple. I'll just log on to X the Hero's laptop. I will add my credit card info. I will buy the game and then I will delete my credit card info. And then when I get home, I can be like, hey, you have a new game on your Xbox. (laughs) I, I assume that was her thought process, but... (laughs) <laughs> that was not how it I, worked out. Oh, I do remember this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so from my perspective, I wasn't home. I think I was hanging out with my dad or something. And from Microsoft's perspective, someone was trying to hack into my account from a <laughs> private tab in Firefox from like her mom's house in an unknown browser and IP address. And so I got like emails like, are you trying to log in? Like authenticator popped up. No, no, I'm not trying to log in. <laughs> so she's there on the other side like, man, I need to log in. Like, why isn't it letting me log in? And so she ends up like, oh, I'll just use... Your, your, his backup email, which is Jeffy's account. So now I'm getting emails that Jeffy's account is being accessed and logged into. <laughs> and I'm like, no, stop all these things. So the short version is that my Xbox, both of my profiles, both of my emails are compromised and locked down now. Um, so in a complete panic, I call her. I'm like, sweetie, can you just turn on the Xbox and just make sure everything is OK? Like, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, And then she pretends to lie and be like, oh, your Xbox looks great. (laughs) Unaware that I'm getting all the notifications for what she's doing and that she was the cause of all the distress. And (laughs) yeah, good times. Basically, Kelsey locked me out of everything, my emails and my accounts and (laughs) Jeffy's profile and actually here. And we got it all back and it's all fine. And it's a it's a funny story. Did it it cheer you up at the time? (laughs) Ah. I think once the, you know, mild <laughs> heart attack of possibly just losing both of my accounts subsided, yeah, it, yeah I, I probably smiled and appreciated the, the gesture. Um, I ended up <laughs> just buying the game, and then she just PayPal'd me the cost of it. <laughs> I, what a romantic. Right? Good times, good times. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> well, Chewy, do you, uh, you have a number three? Oh, of course I have a number three. My number three goes to Close and Personal from DayZ for killing 15 survivors with a melee weapon. I just love this bloody game, so I chose that one. Well, Wookiees are violent, too, so... That's right, I kill lots of people with melee weapons, not just 15. And pull their arms off? Yeah, I, and I, I go... No, I, I eat them, too, I think, because... Little known <laughs> fact about Wookiees is that we eat people. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, well, no, well, I, I know. Well, the baby ones—they eat people because they tried to cook the whole, all the heroes over there on that one planet, that wooded planet where all the baby Ewok. Oh, the forest moon of Endor. Wookie thingies are. Yeah. What? Well, yeah, I I was there. I flew mm-hmm. there in in my my <laughs> J wing, <laughs> X wing. That's all I've got for that one. Uh Uh-huh. Close and personal from DayZ. I love that game. It's a great game. You guys should go play (laughs) DayZ. It's the best game I've ever played. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. On that, Elroy, what you got for number two? Yes, Elroy, (laughs) what do you have for number two? Number two. I have... (laughs) I... uh... It's not a, a single achievement, but it's pretty close. I have the <laughs> entire Arc System Works collection. Oh, God. <laughs> I was That's waiting right. for this moment. That's right. I didn't pick one because for the low, low price of 35 bucks, you can get seven games. Now, 10 minutes later, you can have an increase of 4,200 gamer score. 
That's all right. That would be you, seven times 600 for those of you mathematically yes. challenged Wookiees. Hey, I resemble that remark. <laughs> so each game has 10 Chivos. Each is worth 100 gamer scores. So how can we not include this on our list? But as you said, six of the 10 are obtained for just basically fiddling around in the background, you know, messing with sound, whatever. It's the same on each game. Uh, you get pretty good at it after a while and you can uh, knock out that uh, 4,200 <laughs> in a matter of minutes. So. That being said, I actually went back through and I have finished three of the seven of them. So I decided I would start with the Dra- Double Dragon series. So I did Double Dragon, Double Dragon 2, The Revenge, and Double Dragon 3, The Sacred Stones. Wait, so uh, if it's Double Dragon 2, does that mean there's four dragons? <laughs> oh, there actually is a Double Dragon 4. I thought Double Dragon 3 might have killed it, but uh, I'll get to that in a second. So do you have any fond memories of Double Dragon? Oh yeah, I I used to tackle dragons <laughs> down on that planet with two moons tattooing. There's lots of dragons there. No one knows about that. <laughs> I've, the, the I've the girl with the dragon tattoo. That, Trent Reznor huh? did the score for that. It was, oh, it was a good soundtrack. I don't care about the movie at all, but the soundtrack was really good. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but so, no, I, I've never tackled a dragon. Thanks for the insight, though, Chewy. Oh, of course, <laughs> blokes. So double dragon. Uh, it was a game that came out in my youth, you know, many, many years ago. Like and I'm not really sure why I have fond memories of the game because as I was playing it, I, I wasn't really sure that I ever made it past stage three, and um, which is pretty uh, limited run just doing that over and over again on the NES. Uh, you know, you get your butt handed to you in stage three and then you just start over and you <laughs> just keep playing the first three stages. I, so I don't know why I think highly of the game. Those are the good I, old days of gaming. You get really right. good at level one, pretty good at level two, and <laughs> yeah. decent at level three, but level four is a mystery. Yeah, and so I guess maybe I played it on the arcade and, and it just ate a lot of money uh, out of my, my pockets. Um, and I might have got to see some of the later stages. But anyway, with this game, you can save scum like an SOB. So you get hit. Like a Scottish old bloke. <laughs> Indeed. So if you get hit, you just load your save. If you hit them, make a new save. There you go. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> and so... I got to see all the stuff that I missed. It was a, I mean, man, I mean, deep plot. So basically, in the opening sequence, they take your girl, and you then do you, you get beat your up girl a bunch back. of people <laughs> yeah, to get her back. Up, yeah, you beat up everyone, and then you get her back, and and then you do okay, it again so maybe, in the sequel. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe not a deep plot, but yeah, <laughs> uh, no, they no, they actually change things up in the sequels. Uh, but I don't know, so. That that's Double Dragon. So I enjoyed playing through that. Got the completion I, so much that I wanted to play Double Dragon too. So <laughs> I talked to uh, uh, old Mister Elliot, Mister Big L, about this because I figured he was the only other person that cared about Double Dragon besides me. And I was telling him, I was like, I have no idea what they're what they were thinking with Double Dragon too. So Double Dragon two, uh, Double Dragon for those of you who have never played it, it's like a very um, uh, it's a Famous beat em up. I was going to say, isn't uh, it just a side scrolling beat em up? Yeah. I've never played it, but I, I know if it's legacy. Yeah. Well, and since this is an achievement show, the the achievements for Double Dragon in this one is you have to beat the, the three modes, I believe, or maybe that was the second one. I, don't quote me on, on that. It might be you have to beat Mission One. One of them is you beat Mission One, and then the other one is uh, you have to beat Practice, then Warrior, then Shadow Warrior. Um, 
I'm, I'm looking it up right now. I don't. I want to present you know factual information for everyone. So here you go. It's the one that's in all caps, so it's pretty easy to Aren't find. Aren't they all in all caps? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, you clear mission one, you clear mode A, and then you defeat every character in mode B. So in the original, uh, in Double Dragon, on this, I don't know, emulated version of it, uh, beating the game is mode A, so that's the traditional game. And then there was also a like a mode where you fight against, uh, I don't know, it's kind of... Uh, 1v1 and you have a large uh, health bar and you just fight each other and it wasn't that great but anyway that's the achievements on that one the second <laughs> one you get the achievements besides the 600 free ones uh, so the second one you have to beat the three different modes uh, and the second one they decided you know what we had so much success in being a an amazing beat em up why don't we just switch over to being like a platformer and so I guess I never played Double Dragon 2 because I don't remember any of this. And so Double Dragon 2, beating up people is the easy part. <laughs> Unfortunately, after you clear the stage, the, like several of the stages have like a platforming section, which is way more <laughs> dangerous than the boss is. Like it'll, it'll drain you of all your lives in a matter of seconds. Like so you, you clear Sounds out like all marriage. the enemies. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> so you, you clear out all the enemies, and then the door opens. You go in the door, and immediately you're on a bunch of like conveyor belts, and the conveyor belts are going towards you know they're not going taking you towards safety. They're taking you towards the giant pit in the middle, and you have to jump over to the next one, which just happens to be going the opposite direction to send you back into the pit from which you came. And so uh, when in Double Dragon, the jump mechanic's not great. Uh, and so when you land, it takes a second to reset. And so you jump over and it, I mean, it's insane. And then there's another one where these, uh, appearing and disappearing platforms. And then if you fall off it, you land on spikes and die because that's the sign of every good game. Because <laughs> in a beat em up game, you want to have clunky platforming that will lead to your death immediately. Even though the whole game, you're like taking punches and managing your health. So I don't know how anybody beat this game if they didn't use an emulator or something. So, and then Double Dragon Three, they got, they just, it should be called Double Dragon Three Paycheck because they mailed it in. Oh my gosh! So this game, I guess they got the feedback that people hated the platforming. So this one, they're like, oh yeah, well, we'll make you beat up people, a lot of people. So you open <laughs> the game starts and you're in this one room, and then like ten people come in, it you know two at a time. As soon as you kill one, another one comes in. All right, so only two enemies <laughs> at a time. And so you kill 10 people, the door opens, you go to the next place, and you're like, hey, this is a different room. And, you know, 11 people pile in, and, you know, two at a time, and you kill them, and then you go on to the next stage. And you're like, oh, wow, this is a different colored room. And then, like, 14 people come in and attack you two at a time. That's your walkthrough right there. And so you get to the end, and then at the end, uh, a couple of mummies attack you. Not really sure why, but uh, th there you go. That's the whole Double Dragon series. But I enjoyed it, actually. I don't know why. I enjoyed it enough to uh, make it my number two. Even though the number two one should probably be forgotten. Yeah. Well, that number was three is not much better. Yeah. That was that was a lot of. <laughs> that was a lot of rambling. A lot of, for, uh... a lot of information. A lot of information about Double Dragon. Yeah. Let me let me just be brief and say my number two. <laughs> Number two. And give you a whole history of the Double Dragon series. But, uh, <laughs> My bad. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, just, just travel back in time and scrub through it. <laughs> uh, so my number two goes to something not 
Awful. Sorry. Sorry, Elroy. Sorry, no. Elroy. Um, no, number two. Go- number two goes to World's Finest from Injustice Gods Among Us. That's the first one. The first <laughs> one had a subtitle, and then the second one was just two. Kind of, kind of weird. But uh, hmm. anyway, yeah, World's Finest. It's for completing all the Star Lab missions with three stars. Um, those are basically the character challenges, like you see in pretty much every fighting game that's ever been made. But usually, the achievement it's just like finish all the challenges for one character. And then you just go on TA and you find the solution and there's like a character that's really easy to cheese and get your, you know, easy achievement. Uh, But in Justice, (laughs) there are 240 uh, missions and there's 10 missions for each of the 24 characters, again, with the math. Um, (laughs) And you need to do all 240 of them perfectly. You can't just complete them. You need to complete them with three stars. And it's (laughs) it's intense. I you know, you've not played the game, so you can't. (laughs) <laughs> really offer any what? any insight but uh <laughs> if it makes you feel any better i haven't really even heard of it is that is that a batman game it's dc heroes fighting game yeah okay okay i see i knew more about it than i thought it did yeah i chewie's played this one. Oh, i have but i haven't done that achievement because i'm not very good at that one so you know i'm not going to talk to him either um but anyway yeah so it's tough because a lot of the characters you don't play as when you pick a fighting game you know you get good with you know, three or four characters, not 24 of them. Uh, and it's even worse when the characters completely don't like your play style. When I play, I like the fast, you know, ninja characters, basically. They don't hit hard, but they move really quick, and you can get some good combos. But then you have to perform three-star level with, you know, super slow tank. I punch things slow and one-hit kill them. <laughs> and that's that's not my style, but... uh If I can take this time to throw in a subtle brag, uh, I'm the only one on my friends list that has this achievement. And I'm also one of only 670 people on TA to have this achievement. And how many people have this game? How many people have the game? I don't know that off the top of my head, but it was a super popular game. So oh. I mean, well, congrats. Well, I mean, if there was like you know 680 people that you know started the game, then that's not very impressive. But you know, 67,000. I mean, now we're getting them talking. Well, I mean, when when you when you put it like that way, um, a <laughs> hundred and seven thousand people. Oh, have wow. played the okay. game and only 670 have this achievement which is a whopping 0.62% on TA and 0.21% on all of Xbox and it wow. has a cool 12.64 ratio which makes it my fourth highest ratio achievement um but really I feel like it's easily the hardest achievement I've ever done the <laughs> the ones that are higher than that there's two killer instinct and one from Luxor which like whatever who cares um <laughs> But yeah, so it probably the hardest achievement I've ever earned, honestly. And I spent a solid month working on this one, and it wasn't until I was almost done that I learned that there's a trick to make your life easier. Still not mm-hmm. easy, but easier. So basically, every time you fail, it gets ever so slightly easier. And it's, it's oh. negligibly easier. Uh, if you just fail two or three times, you won't notice it. But if you fail 25, 30 times, you'll start to notice that the timing is a little less precise. Um, oh. Yeah, some of the enemies, they, they give you a little bit more wiggle room to work with. Um, unfortunately, I didn't know that, and it resets once you leave. So <laughs> I'd, like, bash my head in after ten failures, and then, oh, whatever, and I'd go on to another one. And then uh-huh. and I'd, like, I'll try it later, and then I'd go back and, oh, it's so hard again. <laughs> and I, I think I easily had probably, like, 225 of the 240 stars before I realized that, oh, you just keep failing just stand there and every couple minutes hit i think it was y was was redo and then after you know 30 40 50 failures for some of them it's it's much more manageable 
So oh, there's a, a lesson cool. in perseverance there somewhere to be had, but I'm mm-hmm. I don't think I learned anything from it to be honest. But there is a lesson. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just a, a really super tough achievement, and I am very proud to have that one on my tag. So that's well, why congrats, it man. gets number two. Awesome. Well, speaking of two, I I told you what my number three highest ratio achievement was. So any guesses what my number one is? It's uh, one you would think. Hello, you, you forgot about me. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's rude, mate. <laughs> okay, I thought. Yeah, Chewy, what's your number two? two? All right, so <laughs> my number two goes to Drawn Out from Drawful Two. You get this one for player 50 games, but it's Drawful 2, so I thought that would make an appropriate number two. And uh, I play 50 games because I like the Jackbox games, so I think it's worthy of my number two. Oh, that's very uh, to the point, Chewy. Yeah, you, 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 could learn a, <laughs> you could learn a thing or two from me. <laughs> yeah, I probably could. It's my Scottish brevity. Wanna, is anybody, does anybody want to know about Double Dragon? Scottish brevity is better than Tennessee rambling any day of the week. Yeah, probably so. So anyway, Rude Roy, what's your number one? <laughs> well, I'm so yeah, glad Rude you asked. Roy. I like that. Thank you, Chewy. Rude Roy. <laughs> Sounds like Roid well, Rage. Rude Roy. My uh, my my two highest ratio <laughs> achievements since you asked are uh, actually from Super Bomberman, and then my number one is from uh, Train Sim World. <laughs> For some reason, what? I found a deal. I found a DLC. Uh, in the Windows stack uh, that uh, nobody had. So I'm the only person on TA that has this achievement. It's <laughs> pretty cool, and, actually. Yeah. And uh, I'm the first and uh, the only one so far. And uh, that is my highest ratio. It's like 18 point something. So just as soon as I say that, someone's going to go get it just so I won't have that anymore. I'm probably so going to go buy it. What was it, like 10 bucks? <laughs> I think it's like Gate Pass. So go for it. No, the game is. But how much was your DLC? No, it's like the the DLC, a lot of it's free now. Oh, wow. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, all right. So number one. Number, my number one. one. My number one achievement is, oh, this is tough. Every top high score and every uh. top caravan score achievement in ACA games. That's right. Top score, top caravan. There is 216 of these games in the library. 216 of them. That means you have 432 different high score and caravan achievements you could get that are all worth 100 points. So for the those of you that like math, that is 43,200 gamer score alone, which probably is about 45,000 TA. <laughs> but nah, uh, 46. Some of them some of them are actually Yeah, tough. okay, okay. So, yeah, 46ish, but you get 43,000 in gamer score just from these two achievements in each game. Um now, granted that that's not super easy, but it is available. Now, I just wanted to make this my number 1 because I think it's time that someone said thanks to our hamster overlords and and that thanks should be a verbal thanks in a form other than the $1,725.84 that it would cost you to get those 216 games in your library. God, I really wish you hadn't said that number out loud. <laughs> yeah, well, for $1,725.84, is that you can make tax? You can, uh, no, that's not tax. Ah, so, so I have 6% sales tax. 
Oh, there you go. Um, do you want to do the math on that real quick? No, uh, I, I don't. I don't want to know. I, okay. I don't want to know. <laughs> well, for that low, low price. I do want to know. Uh, okay. <laughs> you can make the gentleman's 720 cool again, which it is. So for those of you who don't know how to get the gentleman's 720, it's very simple. You decide, ah, there's no way I'm going to get the top high score in the top caravan. And chances are there's a second top high score achievement that you're not going to get either. So uh, hence, you subtract the two 100 uh, achievements plus an additional 80 achievement. And that leaves you with 720, not to be confused with $1,829.39. Are we, can we officially retire <laughs> on Neo Geo Talk? Is this it? Is this the... Was that the pinnacle of Neo Geo? <laughs> I really don't have much else to say. I, just, I think they're done, right? I, There's not, I'll just throw it out there. I, I, have, I still have to play uh, two of them, Metal Slug 4 and 5 on Windows 10, and then I'm I'm done forever. All right, there you go. I've been putting them you off. You don't have any clean, you don't so have many clean up I, on I'm them? I'm so done. Huh? Oh, man, I got so much cleanup to do on those games. I started the other day on the Windows ones. Uh, I don't know. I just I, I didn't have my desktop or I didn't have my Xbox for me, so I decided oh, I'll just do some cleanup on some uh, uh, Windows ACA because that's so much fun. No, I'm I'm done with cleanup. I played them all in like one fell swoop. So if I couldn't get the achievements on my first attempt, they're uninstalled and I'm I'm not going back. Gentlemen, seven twenties oh. for days. Well, well or gentlemen's eight twenty or gentlemen's nine hundred. A lot of gentlemen's <laughs> nine hundred actually. Oh man, I think I had the gentleman's seven twenty way too much. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, but actually, uh, if you go back and look, um, since these games have been out for a while now, there's someone inevitably has found like uh, a way to cheese it uh, that you may not have known about before. So I, I keep checking in every once in a while just to see if there's any new uh, guides for a couple of them. For example, uh, I think it was oh, I want to say Ninja Masters or something like that, and that one was had a really high ratio. And then uh, someone found out you basically can just do this one action over and over again <laughs> and and uh, it became a very easy game then uh you just have to get to this one point in the game and there's like these neanderthal things that just keep running out and you just keep shooting them in the head avoid this one bullet and they'll have another neanderthal ready for you and you shoot it in the head and then they'll shoot it at you you dodge shoot the next neanderthal and just keep going <laughs> i so yeah yeah i think i know what you're talking about actually i do know that one i believe yeah. that was actually one of the few ones i'm going to contradict what i just said but that wasn't there on Xbox, and then I saw it on Windows. I was like, oh, that was easy. So I went back and did do it on Xbox. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> all right, my number one, it's... Number one. Number one. It's actually, I you know, not a difficult achievement or anything like that, but I think I think you'll like this one, Chewie and Elroy. Mm -hmm. This is my first ever 100-point achievement. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's for uh, recovering the Aquablastia in Tales of Vesperia. And I, <laughs> I don't know what any of that is. I got this bad boy <laughs> on September 6th, 2008. Oh, man, you got me curious now. It was my first one. <laughs> so my first ever 100-pointer. And I remember the game like I just played it yesterday because it's still easily one of my favorite games of all time. Like, easily top five favorite games of all time. Um, if you haven't played it, which is most of you, according to my friends list, where um, Kronos and M are the only ones that have played it, and neither of them made it past, like, the first five minutes of the game. Um, 
But uh, yeah, you guys should really play this game. It's a good game. But anyway, the story, it's very well done. There's curveballs and plot twists all over the place. The characters are awesome and you, you know, you like them. There's really no characters that you hate, which I feel like is the downfall of many JRPGs. <laughs> you end up hating some of the characters and you, ah, but I like all the characters in this one. And yeah, you just, you really won't see where the story is going. It's very well written. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to playing the remaster for this one because it adds a new character mm -hmm. and a couple new missions and locations and bosses and stuff. And I haven't purchased too many remasters, and I don't think I've purchased a single remaster of a game that I had already played because I have so many mm -hmm. unplayed games to begin with, uh, and there's no time for old ones to play them again. But this is the exception because I really, really like this game. So I bought the remaster when it came out, and it's gone on sale several times, and I still haven't played it. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. You will. I like giving my money to, uh, you know, Namco Bandai. Um, or is it Bandai Namco? I forget. They're the same company, but they, like, flip their name. It's weird. But, yeah, anyway, if you like good stories and a combat system that's, like, half Devil May Cry and half Street Fighter, you should really <laughs> check this game out. And the whole Tales series in general. The old ones are pretty much fighting games in their fights, but the new ones are <laughs> Devil May Cry Street Fighter hybrid. It's it's awesome. They're awesome games. It's a good game. And that's <laughs> that's all I have for this one. So it's not really a cool story, just a game that I love, and it happens to have given me my first ever 100-pointer. And I also just want to throw <laughs> out that back in 2008, 100 points in one fell swoop. That was a lot of gamer score, man. <laughs> what what day did you get this on? September 6, 2008. Dang, man. Yeah, I believe it. That's, uh... I don't know what my, my, my gamer score was back then, but... I mean, I'm sure you were a very different gamer than you are now. That's what I'm seeing from looking at my first 100-pointer. Well, actually, at that time, I was exactly the kind of gamer that I am now. Oh, I see what you're Not saying. Not the yeah, kind of gamer yeah. that I was four or five months ago. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. You were actually playing for fun back yeah. then. Yeah. See, that, that's what mine is, too. Mine is uh, July 7th, 2014. <laughs> uh, that was for um, ill principe uh for receiving 100 percent, yeah 100 percent <laughs> sync and and brotherhood uh and full sync in all missions of the da vinci disappearance so there you go right. and so that was back when i was going mainlining all the ass creek games and uh uh then i was still a completionist elroy back then and very nice yeah. very nice yeah well so since, there you go. since you guys asked my first hundred point achievement was on november 21st 2009 and it was from Fable 2, and it's called The Arrow of Strength, and you were there when The Arrow of Strength was recruited. Hmm. I did not know that. Well, now you do. And that brings me to my <laughs> number one. So for my number one, I've got Gold Superstar from Toy Story 3, because I'm a Wookiee, and I'm a gold superstar, baby. This achievement is for collecting all the gold stars, and because my homeland of Scotland is Dolan Grey, these gold stars add a little sparkle to my life. Hmm. Yeah, there's there's really no way that uh, Chewie's ever going to no show us again. Uh, I'm feeling. Uh... What are you talking about? <laughs> I've been here the whole time. I've had uh... I've had like four or five different accents throughout recording, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm from Scotland, and that's what we do. We do whatever we want in Scotland. Hmm. Right on. That's right. In Scotland, <laughs> we can talk however we'd like. Oh boy. He's turning into a boo. What? I don't know. I'm from Scotland. <laughs> and my name is Chewie, and I'm from Scotland. Well, Chewie, I have uh, top three synonyms for 100. 
Heaps. Gobs. Oodles. Oh, well, that's interesting, because I have top three animals way better than a moose. Number three, a shark. <laughs> number two, a seal. And here's Jeffy for number one, a panda, of course. Does anybody even like a moose? Who could love an animal with no dedicated plural? Come on, the plural of moose is just moose? No way, get out of here. Right, oh, pip pip cheerio then. Top three places in Scotland. Number three, Edinburgh. Number two, Glasgow. <laughs> and number one, Winchester. That's where I'm from, which is totally in Scotland. <laughs> Thank you, Chew. Anytime. You can invite me anytime. Always happy to record with you guys. <laughs> well, well I, I guess uh yeah. let the uh let the countdown to our next episode begin now. This is the story time. It's the place between, and it's my home now. This place where all stories begin and end, including mine. Hello everyone, and welcome to the next game club with me, Wakapail, and Shui on Ice. Hi there. We will be playing through Dreamfall chapters, the sequel to The Longest Journey and Dreamfall The Longest Journey. Uh, this is a game that I kickstarted back in the day and I was not alone. The Kickstarter earned more than one and a half million dollars. Wow. Which is a considerable amount for a kickstarted game. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people wanted to see this game made. Uh, the first one was released in 1999, the second one in 2006, I believe, and this game ties up the previous events. Now, Shu and Ice, you haven't played the previous games. No, I have. I, I'd not really even heard of them. Um, I picked up this game purely because I love point-and-click adventures in general, um, but yeah, no, I'd never played or heard of the first two. The first one is one of my favorite games of all time. I do not think it holds up that well. It was released in 1999. It's, the graphics are not great. The writing is still excellent. Uh, I actually watched the 10-hour movie someone put up of the game. And that's not even the entire game. That's edited heavily and removing most of the side quests and uh, uh, puzzles. So, yeah, that game is... The Longest Journey is an appropriate name for it. <laughs> I'm not as fond of the second game, even if it is very good. Unfortunately, the protagonist from the first game, April Ryan, has taken a back seat, and she was really good in the first game. And so we just can't hold a candle to her yeah so i i heard your um your recap of the first two games a couple of weeks ago and i didn't even know april was a character right because they, they completely focus on zoe now and, and they kind of don't even really talk about her at least in the part that we've gone through today and there's also key and alvane in even in the introduction they spoil the ending of the game they tell you exactly what is going to happen <laughs> just not how Interesting. And Kian is destined to have an important role. And if you play Dreamfall, Kian was the bad guy. 
He was a religious zealot that could not understand why the Mercurians did not like to be under occupation by the Asadi. So he was really the bad guy throughout until the very end where he had a change of mind. Yeah, because in this one he starts really questioning himself. But I didn't realize he was quite such a zealot. It was never fun to play him. He is really, really serious. He has no sense of humor at all. You can tell that he has no time for nonsense whatsoever. But as soon as you start interacting with things and just hear his thoughts, he accidentally makes jokes that I think are kind of funny, especially coming from him. He ends up being the butt of the jokes <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, he does. He's quite humorless, though, in his delivery. He's, he's the Connor of the game. Assassin's Creed reference. <laughs> so if we start from the beginning of the game, it opens up with a spoiler how everything is going to end. And uh, it is easily forgotten since it doesn't tell you exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm trying to remember now and, and trying to piece together what you're saying. I know that it you know, introduces each character and then mentions that they're going to wake up. I assume that's where you're going with that. But I can't remember them specifically giving details away. Not exactly. They mentioned that Zoe and Kian will face the Thief of Dreams. Yes. If you've played the previous games, you've probably already identified who that is. No. But since you haven't, you have no idea who he is right now. No clue. After that, the game shows a funeral for April Ryan, but there's never a spoken word in that sequence, so newcomers like yourself has no idea who she is. Yeah, no clue. I was expecting that that would get revealed later on. Yeah, I don't think it ever is. But April was a very important character in the previous games, and I believe many thought that she was going to survive the attack from the previous game, but it's quite clear that she is dead. Yes, it's quite a brave move, killing off like your main protagonist in the in the first or the second game. Yeah, and she was very beloved as well. Uh, the game then quickly shifts to the home between worlds, which is another important place from the previous games. Once again, you are new to this, you have no idea what's going on other than that a child is born. Okay, yes. Yeah, so I didn't really grasp where this was. Uh, it was just, you know, baby crying and man looking nervous, anxious. We have had three different scenes and newcomers have no idea what's going on while people who have played the previous games are anxiously waiting to see where this will lead. Uh, then chapter one begins and it's called Adrift. It opens up in some kind of dreamscape where Zoe explains that their mother put her in a coma and that the dream machine that was the focal point of the previous game has been put in production and that the world is addicted to dream time. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting kind of concept going in. It reminded me of the Inception movie. What I'm assuming is it's kind of like... um like lucid dreaming, like you can live inside your dreams and kind of control them in some way, which I can imagine people getting addicted to. The story time is actually inspired by Aboriginal mythology. Mm. Uh, Zoe herself is stuck in a place called story time, 
which is a place between Mercuria and Stark. And she spends her time helping people who get stuck in their dreamers. Yeah, that was it was all kind of very dreamlike appropriately. So I kind of figured what was going on, just kind of walking between different sections while people were trying to asking for help. But because it's all kind of surreal, it's kind of hard to grasp exactly what's going on. On screen there is two Zoe's. One the Zoe you are controlling and one Zoe in her hospital bed. And if you lo- look closely at the equipment, it says that her code name is Briar Rose, which is the actual name of Sleeping Beauty. Oh. You learn that your dad and Ressa, who was your ex-boyfriend in previous game, frequently visits her. Uh, she does not expect to wake up. She roams around the story time helping people from the bad dreams that they get from the dream machines. The first player choice to comfort or scare the child. So I was I was a nice guy. I try to be a nice guy. I usually am. Uh, I'm not going to scare a child in their own nightmares. I'm not going to stoop that low. Even if I'm trying... I've played this before and I'm trying to change it up. I really had a hard time to scare her so I chose to comfort her probably for the second time. She has a tentacle monster in her wardrobe. Uh, which you vanquish Alan Wake style by using a flashlight. Yeah, it was very Alan Wake. So he tells the girl to stop using the dream machine and helps her wake up. She's then confronted by the Vagabond, who is some kind of mysterious being in story time. Uh, she tells Zoe that killing Faith was a good thing, which was not very clear at all. No idea what happened there, yeah. Uh, Faith was a girl who died and ended up haunting the internet and uh, almost destroyed reality. Okay. She was not evil in any way. She was just confused. So a a morally difficult choice. It wasn't a choice. That was something that you had to do. But running up to killing her... Yeah, that, that sequence was really strange. You never see faith in this game, though. I feel like... There's quite a few points in this because they they do a bit of a recap at the beginning and you can watch a recap in the extra. And obviously I've listened to your recap, um, but even then there's so many dense kind of story points from the previous games that are kind of mentioned that newcomers are just going to be like, huh? What? Who? There's a lot going on in this opening that have ties to the previous games. It does loosen up a bit later and uh, get easier to follow along with but for now this must be really really confusing yeah it's like being given a a coloring book but only a few of the colors that you need Uh, the vagabond tells zoe that she must wake up and save the world again zoe saved the world by mistake last time (laughs) and everything else she did she failed at nice so I, i found the um the waking up sequence a bit weird because the the intimation is that somehow you can control things in the real world while you're in the dream world, and I wasn't sure if I I didn't know if that had kind of happened in the previous games. It hasn't, but Zoe is special. She's a dreamer. She can project herself between realities while asleep, and also by just being there can change things. Yeah, that, that kind of makes more sense knowing that. But if, if uh, when I was doing it, it just felt a bit of a stretch. Like, 
the developers were like, well, how else is she going to wake up? And they were like, well, she can somehow wake herself up using her powers that we don't really know anything about. Yeah, you basically have to more or less kill yourself to wake wake up. Uh, while waking up, you get into an argument with yourself. <laughs> In the end, you have to sh- choose between the unknown or the familiar. And I heavily encourage Shui to choose the unknown. Which I happily did, always like delving into the unknown. If you choose the familiar, the game will have another path for you, which is considerably less interesting. Brilliant. So I made the right choice. Waking Up ends chapter 1, and you go to chapter 2 called Awakenings, where Kian is set to be executed by Warden Big Nose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly my note here. Big Nose, Snivelling Warden. The Asadi commander Vamon uh, wants Kian dead as soon as possible. Kian has been in prison for over a year, so I'm not sure why he wants him dead just at this moment and why they didn't kill him earlier. And the thing is, Kian, he doesn't know anything. He has no idea what Vamon is up to, so... I don't know why they're in such a hurry to kill him all of a sudden. Yeah, so I assumed that was something that would kind of come out. Uh, that Why he was just saying, like, got to kill him tonight. It's got to happen tonight. Tomorrow isn't good enough. It created this need to obviously escape and get away. Yeah, which is, which is kind of strange since they've had him in prison for over a year and they've just decided to kill him. Vamon and uh, Sister Saya... They have some bad plans going on, but as far as I know, Kian has no idea about them. You get the choice whether you want to be hanged or beheaded. I think I chose hanging, I seem to remember. You are told that Kian has no family whatsoever. He only has memories of his mother, who seems to have been a bad mother. There was also, um, he talks about a lullaby that he remembers. (laughs) And the lullaby starts pretty normally like most lullabies and then it slowly descends into singing about executions and heads rolling on the floor which is not the kind of thing you want to sing to a a child no she held me close one night and sang an old song from her country I don't remember the melody but I remember the words sleep child sleep Sleep in your mother's heart. Let the wind blow and the rain fall. Hear the executioner's call. Watch the traitor's head roll as the shadow takes his soul. Sleep, child, sleep. We shall never part. For we will soon be free together forever in the cold, cold sea. Then you're told that his mother, I think she kills herself. Yeah. The protagonists of this game, they have really bad relationships with their parents. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, uh, what, Zoe's mum put her in a coma, right? So they've got that in common. Before the execution, Kian is saved during a riot by a rebel named Balsai Bakim. Yeah. Although I, oh, I heard it as, I just kept hearing it as Ballsy. Well, we we can go with that for now. <laughs> he is very Ballsy. Ballsy s- saves Kian. 
Kian was not in good standing with the rebels. He was sent out to kill their leader, and he had killed a bunch of them already. Yeah, I got I got the general feeling that pretty much everyone hates this guy. Yep. He 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 was an assassin. He killed a load of rebels, and then he decided to, he had this moral epiphany, turned his back on his cause, and now he's hated by all the people who he used to kill for. He's hated by everyone at this point and he seems like dying right now feels like a way out for him uh, while fleeing the prison you encounter an injured prisoner who helps you find a key and then he asks you to kill him yes i did i put him out of his misery it seems like the honorable thing if you do not do that. He is going to be tortured to death while you hear him screaming from a floor above. Oof. Then it was definitely the right thing. He also asked me to um, visit his family, which I assume is going to crop up later on. It might. It's a minor thing. There's an achievement tied to it, but we'll see if you do that in the next chapter. Okay. Uh, then things get really adventure gamey. You have to use a broom and a pillow to obtain arrows I to mean, take a lock. This this took me a while to figure out, and I must confess, I did have to <laughs> I had to look it up a little bit. It's not it. There aren't that many like interactions you can do, right? There aren't that many objects and things to look at. But just it's very obtuse that you would tie a pillow to a broom and stick it out a window so that an arrow hits it that you can then use it to pry open a lock. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, this is a very adventure game puzzle. In the, the first game, you had to take a clothesline, attach a hook to it and a rubber duck to get a key from an electrified rail. Brilliant. I mean, I love that kind of stuff, and I've played my fair share of adventure games, but... You know, the first, what, 20 or so minutes of this has been very much about dialogue and, and uh, choices. And then they throw in the, uh, the the random obtuse inventory management puzzle. Yeah, and the escaping the prison is supposed to be really tense. But if you hear everyone screaming around you while you try to figure this puzzle out, and it's very easy to miss that window because no one ever looks up in games. Yeah, that's what I that's what I missed. I had the stuff, and then I was just wandering around, going, uh, "Now what?" So that's when I had to look it up, and it was, "I'll look out the window." I did not remember this puzzle at all. It's been, I think, two years since I played this part, but uh, I figured it out without using a guide. But yeah, but it's a really point-and-click uh, yeah. puzzle. It feels like Kian, knowing what he's like, could have just literally smashed the lock with something. <laughs> Rather than worrying about this. Yeah. Kian and Balsy encounters the warden. Warden Big Nose. And uh, you have to convince him to let you through. Uh, when you do, Kian grabs the warden. And you have to decide whether to kill him or let him leave. Let him live. So he seemed like a... Um, I mean, he wasn't as, as evil and bad as the other guy. The guy with the rat tail and the scar on his face. Yeah, and you did just promise to let him live yeah i did if you are let through at the end of the chapter 90 percent choose to let him live it would be a really bad move to convince him to let you through and promising not to kill him and then do so <laughs> yeah there's another fun puzzle right here before you escape to the roof do you remember what you ha had to do oh gosh yeah <laughs> 
the 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 oil and the the flame to climb up the what would you call it bellhop thing yeah yeah i think this the prison escape is probably the most old school adventure game that this game is going to get i don't think it ever gets this crazy again okay like you said it's kind of weird because you know you're slowly climbing up the tower floor by floor and meanwhile all of the guards are below you looking for you and moving up below you so it feels weird that you would slow it right down to like search the area for random things yeah they are also starting to shoot arrows at you from floors below yeah and also when you climb that chain Balsy he he only has one arm and one leg and he managed to get up that chain that's kind of impressive well he is Balsy once you get some time to yourself, Balsy sacrifices himself to save Kian through blood magic. You can either kill him. That was a funny moment. Or yeah. he will do it himself if you do not kill him. Yeah, I, 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 I took a moment to say, well, actually, you know, he says it needs a blood sacrifice, but does it really? And then, yeah, yeah, it definitely does. As a portal opens, Kian is shot repeatedly by Vamon while reminiscing of his mother. Uh, this scene then changes to Sister Sai and Wanon, who schemes and explains why they had to go to the roof instead of using the blood magic inside. Yeah, it's protected on the inside from magic. And that they really need Key and Dead to cover their tracks. Yeah, so there's, there was one point in this dialogue where she they talk about the magic. And they say, I can't even pronounce the word now. Thaumaturgy. That's it. They say, oh, he's been practicing thaumaturgy. I have no idea what that is. So I looked it up, and it's just magic. It's just a really fancy word for magic. Yeah, they really hate magic, so it makes sense that they would use other words to right. describe it. Yeah. It's more like witchcraft, I suppose. That's what they're going for, isn't it? Uh, the scene changes once again with Zoe talking to her therapist. Uh, she has lost her memory, she does not remember the story time, and the events before the coma she suspects have been planted by Watticorp. So she can't tell what's real and what's not. So yeah, this is like three months later, isn't it? I think that's what it said. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I found this a really kind of interesting scene narratively because like if you've got a if you've got a film in, in a series of films or a game in a series of games, and you need to fill in some backstory with some exposition. Like, there's a few different ways you can do it. Like, people in games, it's usually, like, journals and, you know, diary entries or, or that kind of thing. Or, like, it's really, like, clumsy if the character just randomly talks to people about what's happened in the past, because no one really does that naturally. So having a psychiatrist is, like, a really kind of easy way of doing that, because the person literally has to sit there and explain everything that's just happened to them. And it's a way of telling the, the player or the watcher what they've missed, like filling in all the blanks. Oh, and then this happened. And, oh, tell me more. And then this happened. And, you know, and, and that's a way of doing, of like delivering the exposition and the, the backstory. I think they're actually really good at doing this in, in this game, especially compared to the first one where April just ran around, asked everything about everything. Yeah. And... She, 
the weirdest part was right at the beginning uh, where the other people even acknowledged that it, she is asking strange questions like how she met her best friend. Yeah, it's really awkward like when, when in those moments when people are like, and it's just purely there to like fill in the blanks. But then in this scene, it's weird because it doesn't serve that purpose because she has amnesia. So in a scene that would normally tell the player this is everything that's happened in the last games and to this character actually it's her saying i don't actually really know what's true or not and i don't remember what happened so you're kind of still left wondering what's real or what's not and what what's happened in the past i thought that was quite an interesting kind of bait and switch kind of thing because I, I went in expecting to to kind of have everything laid out for me and there's a bit where she walks up to the computer and you can read her file i was fully expecting to like read all the backstory through that there's nothing there. It's actually really good about those incidental things and uh, the world building is actually really well made. It, it, there's never a big info dump yeah. where they just explain everything. You, you learn things naturally as you play and uh, in, interact with the world. Yeah, I find that, I found that a, lot, a lot cleverer than you see in a lot of other games where you just, you know... It's just collectibles and notes and journals that you're realistically never actually going to read. Yeah, and uh, in the very first game, that was very much not the case. Uh, and you actually had a scene where you went to the library where you had to read like five books. Jeez. <laughs> uh, not, not full books, but they were rather lengthy. There's a few names that come up in that scene with the therapist that, that I have no idea what they were really talking about. They mentioned Kavanagh and Olivia and again it was kind of as though we should know who they are but we really don't. Kavanagh was the founder of Watticorp who uh, was used was planning on using the dream machines to store people's minds and uh, mind control them. Yeah I assumed he was a baddie from how they were talking. Which is kind of crazy that despite knowing that they still decided to remove that feature and still sell the machine and the public knows about it. Well, I'm sure they'd invested enough at that point that it was still worth <laughs> worth it. Yeah, but why would anyone buy it if they knew that it was originally meant to mind control people? I don't know. It still sounds like a really cool idea that you can live like walking around in your own dreams. I'd still seriously consider it even after that. You learned that Zoe... Uh, on top of either working at a machine shop or uh, working on her thesis for the university, she also does campaign work for the Social Democrats in Propost. Propost is Czech for Abyss. Uh, you never really can tell where it is located, but it's somewhere in what used to be Europe. Uh, Europe is no longer nations. It's just called Europolis. It's a very mu multicultural place, at least Propost is. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't pinpoint where it was. I got the European vibe in general, but there was, it, yeah, it was very multicultural. It was hard to really pinpoint where it was set. Yeah, and if you s stick around, you can tell that Zoe has a small crush on a psychiatrist. Uh, was that what you with the computer bit when she says she was hoping that he'd written that she was cute? That's what I. Yeah. Things get a bit weird if you s stick around and talk to Roman, but... Uh, oh, no, I didn't. Uh. Yeah, he brushes her off, citing that she can't, he can't see anyone while she is her, his patient. And she's got a boyfriend. 
she has a boyfriend. Uh, her her boyfriend calls up and uh, asks Zoe to bring her food from the anti-fascist food vendor Nella Bites. Yeah, and he just wants cheese soup. To be honest, I'm not surprised that she fancies her dishy psychiatrist if she's got a boyfriend who only eats cheese soup. Yeah, I, I got him the sausages, the illegal sausages made from organic pigs. Uh, what was his reaction to that? Not great, I assume. He did not like it. No, I, I, I went safe. I went for cheese soup. Yeah, it was a funny bit. They do not like killing animals uh, in Stark at this stage. Right. While getting the food, Nella has a bit of a disagreement with the local law enforcement. What do you mean I need a permit? I have a permit. I paid a f- ah! fortune for this permit. Your permit is no longer valid. You'll need to have it renewed. You have 24 hours to comply. Ah! You have 24 hours to comply. That, that makes absolutely no sense. If, if you do not comply, you will be detained and your food cart confiscated. If you so much as touch Carl, I will cut off your testicles and make a kebab. The threats are counterproductive and punishable by law. You have to. How does it feel working for a fascist f- <laughs> regime, trampling all over the working people? I'm okay with it. Yeah, great health coverage, no overtime, pays decent. 24 hours. Yeah, I uh, I was surprised to hear the C word mentioned during the heated exchanges. There's a lot of swearing in places in this game. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. It's, they're not holding back on it being an adult adventure, so it, it was perfectly fitting. It just uh, <laughs> it made me go, huh? It doesn't overuse the swearing. It sticks to when it makes sense. As you will find out later, there are other characters who swears a lot more than Nella does. Oh, looking forward to that. Nella is a member of the Marxist Revolutionary Party. There is a political campaign ongoing for the election of Europolis. The two main factions are Lea Uminska's Social Democrats. Mm-hmm. And Konstantin Wolf's New Dawn, I believe they're called. They are, well, they are just outright fascists. Fascists, yeah. As you walk the streets, you learn more what people feel about both parties. Well, and the other parties as well. But uh, nobody really cares about the other parties, even if they are represented. I thought that was quite well done as well. Again, it's, it's not, there's no information dump. There's no one standing there telling you all of that information like oh and there's this party and this leader and this is what they think and this is what they think it's just like left you to absorb it you've got the posters and people talking about it and like propaganda stuff and that kind of allows you to figure out what's going on it's funny if you choose to stick around and listen to conversations they will acknowledge that you are there and ask who are you why are you standing here listening to us can you please move away there was also various times where you could see people's names, so a lot of the a lot of the bystanders are just random NPCs, but sometimes they have names, and if you highlight them, Zoe says something along the lines of, "Do I know that person?" or "I'm sure I recognise that person." Yeah, that's there are two parts to that. Uh, one is that they are probably people that she has saved in the story time. Oh, of course, yeah. And the second part is that those are probably people who have. Uh, paid a lot of money to the Kickstarter. Ah, that makes sense. 
that that makes a lot of sense actually yeah people who get their name in the game that's a nice that's a nice way of doing it though i think that's a cool touch yeah w- walking around propost is actually really nice you there's a lot of things to take in there's not too much to interact with but uh, it's a really is a living city so i was i was in two minds about that element one was that i was taken aback by the kind of the world building i was expecting this game to be a lot more small scale point and click adventure where you know we're just moving from scene to scene in small locations and you know if there were cities it was just going to be like a neighborhood or a small area but you're pretty much given free it's almost open worldy this kind of neighborhood that you're in and you you can explore as much as you want. The negative for me was that I had no idea where I needed to be going. You have maps and you can always press Y to see your next objective. I could see them. So I couldn't, <laughs> maybe it was just me. I looked at the map and the map was just plain and it didn't highlight in any way where I should be going. No, you actually have to figure out where you want to go. Right. Uh, before the Xbox port, you actually didn't have a map if you pressed back. You have in the Xbox version. But uh, it's very basic. There's not. There's no like the detail. It's just, you know, a drawing of the city, basically. Yeah, you can really tell that it's an afterthought, and the the developers did not want maps, and they wanted people to explore to uh, see the city that they built. Yeah, it made it made sense, but I kind of wanted that little bit of extra guidance or or kind of pointing in the right direction because again i had to look i had to look it up to see what i was supposed to be doing next yeah th- this game was uh, episodic and released in five parts and if you think telltale's bad the first part here was released in october of 2014 with the fifth in june of 2016 Oof. so it was it was almost six months between episodes wow yeah that's a long wait uh, the xbox version was released a year later in may of 2017 uh, and it's actually a final cut with uh, the episode slightly remastered well i'm glad they i'm glad they did actually manage to finish it though i just did the first episode of blues and bullets which was done in a similar fashion kickstarted with episodic releases and the developer fell to pieces after the second episode so it will be no further so i'm glad this one got done yeah and it's actually a financial success nice it's not a big huge success but they made they broke even and then some i think it's they sold 500,000 copies last time i checked not bad and and this is made by a very small studio Mm. Uh, so also has very weird ideas about garbage bins i didn't notice that it's kind of funny if you interact with them she says that no way I'll throw my garbage in the gutter like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did I did do some interacting. I noticed there was a few dream junkies lying around, people addicted to the, the dream machines, and um, the little robots flying around that you can interact with. And they, they usually have a lot of different things to say if you interact with things multiple times. I did I did like the way that kind of the choices of the dialogue was handled because it would give you like three or four choices and it would give you just like one or two words on each choice and then when you highlighted each choice it would then kind of she would give like a slightly internal monologue a more deeper version of what she was going to think and say which allowed you to really kind of consider which which option you wanted to do it wasn't just that kind of like good or bad it was a little bit more in depth than that 
After getting lost in the big city, you finally make your way to Reza's newspaper or news feed. Uh, the hand that feeds, where you deliver the food. Uh, the hand is a very depressing workplace. Yeah. It's just, it's just a big room with uh, some mottos thrown on the wall. Yeah, I couldn't really figure out what, what they were doing there, what, what was going on there. I knew that Reza was a kind of... I don't know, agitator of some sort. He's a journalist. Yeah, but that <laughs> that office gave no clue as to what they were actually up to in there. After delivering the food, you have to go to work. And depending if you choose the familiar or the unknown, if you choose the familiar, you are doing your thesis as a biological engineer. You have to plant some algae in the river to clean up pollutants. Wow. And it's... That is a lot more boring than what I did. <laughs> it's a lot more boring than what you did. To help you plant the algae, you get a bot called Kidbot, which acts as a small child. And it is actually very efficient and very good and does exactly what, what you tell it to do. But usually, you ended up with Shitbot. Oh yes, Shitbot. This was definitely the highlight of that first episode. So I'd, I'd enjoyed the writing... Um in general up to this point and the kind of world building and stuff and there'd been a few humorous moments but also overarchingly it was quite kind of serious and straight-faced but, but then shitbot was uh was just hilarious it was a brilliant comedic kind of companion uh you have to take him around the city and give him a, a variety of tests to see whether he's capable of anything and na- naturally he fails every single one yeah but not only does he fail, he does so spectacularly. Oh, it's brilliant. Like, each each moment with him was an absolute joy. Uh, this was the moment where, where I really connected with the game, and I thought, ah, yeah, this is, this is, this is you know, really well done. You know, it was an example where you, you go up to a, um, a tourist who's lost in the city, and she wants directions. So Shitbot then says, okay, well, I know exactly where to go, follow me, and then proceeds to fly up into the sky. And you have to go and find him and, and remind him that humans can't fly, which he's very perturbed by. He also belonged to Mr. London, who is a gangster in the city. He's constantly on the lookout for assassins. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. He's, he says things like, we, we, do we really need to be outside? It is very loud and there could be assassins. <laughs> it's, yeah, there's some really great moments. And uh, the, the best bit, the best bit was when he was welding. I don't think that's what you're supposed to be doing. I feel tingly. I think. I think. I think this is happiness. I think I feel happy. What is this thing I'm doing? You're welding, but that's not... Welding. Welding. I like welding. Great, but you're supposed to be... Welding. 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 I'm happy for you, but this wasn't part of the plan. I don't think Mira's planning to use you for that. I like welding! Fine, let's go. But what about the welding? Let it go, and let's go. Affirmative. I will stop doing this thing that I love and that makes me feel happy and fulfill to follow you to the next stop on our pointless depressing journey. What exactly do you think he did while he was employed by the uh, gangsters? I, I, I'm not sure. Shitbot is really scary. Yeah. But in, con- in contrast to what I did, plant algae with a hyper-efficient kidbot, 
the contrast between shitbot and uh, kidbot is huge. Yeah, I could imagine, like, if you taken the other path and never, never did the shitbot path, you know, you'd have a completely different experience of the game. You know, I don't know how much shitbot comes into the game later on, but you know, for me, he elevates the game because he just really brings that kind of extra comedic edge that I feel like it was kind of needed. Yeah, the game plays itself mostly straight. It's mainly through the characters' thoughts that the humor comes through, uh, not what they actually say. I did find um, the boss, though, as well, if that robot place also was quite funny, in that she's just completely insane. Mira. I think my exact words were, Mira's insane, I wouldn't trust Mira with my money, please don't buy a bot from Mira, you will regret it. Yeah, and that's that's another thing. You... You encountered Mira, who is a crazed AI programmer with a very potty mouth. Mm-hmm. And I, playing on the familiar side, uh, instead I met my teacher, who was a devout Muslim, who was a, also a workaholic and very introverted. And she was nice, but uh, yeah, she's not at all as interesting as Mira is. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a good section. I really enjoyed that bit. After work, you go to do some campaign work, and you meet Baruti, uh, who helps out on the Minskas campaign, and he has the worst tie ever. Yeah, this is where you kind of really see the the kind of futurist vibe they were going for. But it, the, the, his fashion is like what people in like the seventies thought we would be wearing now. Yeah, back to the tie. It's a rolling ad for the social democrats yeah and he just kind of hangs around those posters it says they call it the office but it's really not an office it's right outside of the office oh i see right next to a synagogue yeah they they, because you don't go inside like she keeps saying oh i went over to the office and as far as i could tell it was just an alley with some posters so the social democrats had a a good budget to work with never actually went inside the office right you're asked to get Queenie to support a Minscam, and Queenie is a strange character hanging out in, well, basically Chinatown. It's called the Bricks. But to meet her, you have to find her a gift. Yeah, more adventure puzzling. Yeah, this puzzle was not that difficult. No, as well, again, it's okay when you find Queenie, and if you think everything you need to do is in that one area, but if you think, like I did, Maybe there's more I need to be doing in the city. <laughs> then you might get a bit lost again. Yeah, but because Propost really is huge. It's not a small area, but everything you need to get the gift, you have everything you need uh, in close proximity. Yeah, there's someone haggling with a storekeeper, and uh, when you offer to pay the difference to get him to stop, he feels really insulted. Yeah, that was a weird moment. He... uh you undermined his haggling, so he he felt uh, betrayed. After discovering some p- price fixing, you buy some bayou, some kind of Chinese rice wine. Yeah, so she, she, you're asked to go and get a gift, and you settle on this bayou wine. But then when you give it to the girl, what I noticed was that next to the girl is a tray full of these same bottles. So that's all anyone is giving as a gift. And she's also not accepting it at first. <laughs> I'm not surprised. All they get is the same stuff, you know. She'd probably just settle for, you know, a nice cold beer or something. Uh, however, you are asked to see Queenie. Uh, she tells you that she is leaning towards gross. 
but can be convinced to support the social democrats. If so, we can find a girl named Hannah. Nella is supposed to know where to look for Hannah. On your way there, you meet uh, the tentacle wardrobe girl you saved in story time. Yeah. And, and Zoe is confused because she doesn't remember her. Uh, Nella is not at her cart, so you have to track her down. Uh, fortunately, that's easy to do. When you find her, she appears to be in deep to, into something that she's not comfortable with. And uh, you can choose either to listen in or to interrupt. Oh, I didn't know. I, I just was standing back. I didn't realize you could actually go in and interrupt. I eavesdropped. She's in a really bad mood and refuses to tell you anything about Hannah. Uh, you return to see Baruti and he is being harassed by Mr. London's goons. Mr. London is uh, a character. Yeah, enigmatic. The goon was interesting as well because he was using some kind of slang that reminded me of the um, the Clockwork Orange language that they use in Clockwork Orange. I can't remember what it's called now. He has a very British accent. Yeah, it's kind of like Cockney rhyming slang, but it's not that I could recognize. It's just made up, I think. Mr. London himself is uh, Chinese. Did you choose to help Baruti or stay, stand back? Yeah, I chose to uh, interrupt the goons. I didn't want to see Baruti's tie get ruined. If his tie would have gotten ruined, I would have stayed where I was. Miss London uh, starts talking to Zoe, but he talks uh, Cantonese. So he doesn't know Cantonese. And he tells a story with Zoe just standing there looking confused. (laughs) Yeah, so I always play games with subtitles on all the time just because I have the volume quite low and and so I can pick up everything story-wise. So his whole Cantonese speech was subtitled so I could in English so I could read it but I wasn't sure if I had subtitles off whether it would have just been like Zoe and and been in Cantonese. That might be possible. Yeah I'm not sure because obviously she just says he delivers this whole monologue about this like Cantonese folk tale for a good minute or two and then she just says I don't speak Cantonese which is really funny but I I wondered if without subtitles we would have the same experience. Probably. Uh, then the goons leave. So uh, he goes home and spends time with Ressa. And uh, you can either start a fight with him or let it be. Ressa wants you to stop your campaign work. Yeah, I was, uh, again, I, I I was the nice person to Ressa. I don't know why. He's kind of a vanilla character. But then so Zoe, so I just played it safe. You also see a hidden camera or some kind of recording device inside Zoe's apartment and a mysterious man standing outside smoking. Yeah, which is very easy to miss. It happens kind of quite subtly, like if you're not paying attention. The smoking man is easy to spot and you you can tell that he is listening into the conversation. The spying equipment is not as easy to see. This is where things get a bit strange. Yeah, so up until this point, this things were difficult to follow because of all of the, the kind of what had happened before backstory that I was missing. And this whole idea that there are basically three worlds that I've played through with, with two different characters. There's Zoe's world, Kean's world, and the kind of dream world. And I kind of got to grips with that, although I couldn't see how they all tied together properly. And then at this point my head just melted because <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so this place is familiar to those that have played previous games. It is the house between worlds and you play as a toddler. 
Yeah, literally a baby climbing out the crib. The sound the baby does when falling out the crib is great, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think all the baby sounds are great in this section. Yeah, it was quite fun. It reminded me of, I can't remember what it's called, there's an adventure game where you actually play the whole game as a, as a toddler and everything is from a kind of a lower perspective. And it's similar. It's all in dreams and stuff. There's a horror game, also Norwegian horror game, where you, I think it's called Among the Sleep. Among the Sleep, that's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah, this is not a horror section. No, this is fun, but it's... Uh... The ba- baby follows a light and has to sneak past her dad, who is making stew. You sneak past dad and you meet your mom, who is... Not human. Not human. She is green and sparkling, but humanoid. Yeah, I've written here, green sparkle skin mother. <laughs> uh, she opens the door for you and to- tells you not to go into the fireplace again. <laughs> yeah, so... They weren't exactly the most attentive of parents. I know that if your dad catches you while you're sneaking around, he'll put you back in bed, which is quite responsible. But if your mum catches you, she just is like, yeah, whatever. Uh, Yeah, I'll open the door for you. Yeah. Don't go into the fireplace. (laughs) Again. A ghost of the baby's arm. Is that that clear? That's who that is? I missed that. I just saw ghost. And thought, who is this? She explains that she is Saga's mother's sister. Right. Okay, must have just missed it. She tells her of her future in very cryptic words, then leaves as Saga craps herself. Yeah. Yeah, what a way to end a chapter with a baby pooping. Again, like, this whole... (laughs) It's very tonally all over the place, but it kind of works. It kind of jumps from fantasy, sci-fi, serious humour... It's kind of an interesting blend. Uh, we mentioned earlier before starting recording that this game does not have the greatest reviews, especially among users. And the big thing about that is that it gets reviewed bomb by people who do not like the politics of the game. It's the backdrop of the city and it's the world that they're living in and the kind of turmoil they're going through, which is reflective of that time, but it's reflective of our times now. And obviously people have their own positions, but I don't think it's all that in your face. And it's not trying to say this is right and this is wrong. I mean, it says the fascists are wrong. But does it really? There are still a lot of people that support the fascists. Yeah. I mean, it kind of intimates that they're a bit brutal, but there's plenty of other characters who don't seem all that wholesome, who aren't one side or the other. I I didn't really feel like it was trying to push some kind of agenda, particularly. And even so, I mean... I think most people would say that, in general, fascism isn't great. And also, a lot of games have portrayed fascism ne- negatively and haven't had the same kind of stick. I feel like it. I feel like if you're trying to produce a like a more modern or postmodern game that has these kind of topics for discussion or debate, it it opens you up to being targeted. Whereas if you have an outright game like you know, Call of Duty World War Two that has you killing Nazis, there's no debate in that, right? But it's ultimately still saying fascism is bad, surely. Yeah, I can agree with I'm not a fan of fascism. Yeah, I can't, I mean, I mean, there are people who are, absolutely, definitely. As far as I can tell as well, the Social Democrats aren't that particularly strong extremist viewed the other way. The Marxists are... There's, there's communism and Marx, there's Marxists, yeah. They but are way it, more extreme and uh, they are 
acknowledged as such. Most yeah. people do not consider voting for them because they think they are just making a lot of noise. Exactly. So I, I say that the politics in this, at least from the perspective of Zoe, the character you're playing is fairly central, centrist, liberal. And I don't um, see... And again, it's it's you know it's perfectly reasonable to portray those things in this kind of a game because that's the that's the world they're living in, right? And we haven't really gotten into the politics of the other side yet of the magical world. No, and and again, it's not it's not a unique storyline to have a group of people who are subjugating another group of people who they see as different and threatening. That isn't a new <laughs> or particularly original idea. So I don't see anything wrong with that. Well, I, I think so far it has been rather well executed anyway. Uh, the puzzles feel like they do not belong in 2020. Not even at in 2017 when this game was released. Yeah, that's the only thing that felt really kind of out of place. Uh, strangely enough, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the old school point and click adventures, but I felt like it was not necessary necessarily to... Make them make them as obtuse as they were, at least. Yeah, and there were six months between the first ep- book and the second book. So we will see what they learned in that time. Interesting. Yeah, I hadn't considered that they might pivot on a few things based on the feedback. Uh, yeah. I know in the first... I remember when Life is Strange, the first episode came out, everyone hated the teen speak so much. And I, I feel like it was toned down in the subsequent episodes, potentially because of that backlash well i kind of hesitate to ask but where do you think this is going (laughs) i mean it's so impossible to know because i feel like the two storylines are definitely going to converge that's the kind of i mean you can't have these two parallel stories without them well there are at least three storylines going right three yeah actually yeah yeah all three must have a, a a crossing over point at some at some juncture but i'm not sure for what end to what end at the moment zoe is not very it's not very clear what her purpose is in the story now because she has no memory. So she's just kind of wandering around doing her thing. Uh, th- th- something's going to have to happen. That's her thing. She does not know what her purpose is at all. Okay, yeah. It feels like something needs to happen to give her a motivation to, to, to do something. And that hasn't happened yet. She even says, if you talk to Queenie, when she asks why she's doing the campaign work, that, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what I want to do with my life. Yeah, she's definitely a blank canvas and a bit of an vanilla. Like all of the characters around her, with the exception of Reza, are, are, are you know more charismatic, more interesting, more enigmatic. It's often the case with with games that the the main protagonist is more of a blank canvas. I guess because they want us to put ourselves in those shoes a bit more easily. So so far, Saga has been the best protagonist by default. Yes, the baby. <laughs> the next book is probably around three to four hours as well so we are playing this game a lot for the coming weeks yep yep looking forward to it looking forward to seeing how it it's quite a long one as well for a point and click adventure so yeah every book is around three to four hours if you do not use a guide yeah i think my playtime was about three ish three and a bit maybe not including getting lost and as i noticed it's very clear once you've finished a book you get a review of your important choices of the book you just finished yeah that feels like a telltale influence very much so so for next week we are going to play book two rebels nice so by the name of that alone i can tell you that kian is going to be 
more of a focal point. Yeah, he, he only appeared in that one section in the previous one, so we kind of I need to know what's going on there. Well, thanks for joining me, Shua Nice. And thank you for having me. Enjoyed the discussion. Have a nice day, everyone. Bye-bye.